Film history fans, come with me if you want to live. I have no idea when Dev starts on this. Oh, me neither. Is it now? It can't be now. There's no way. Wait, it's coming up. Okay, hold on. Okay. Places. Places. The history of film. That better who you the lights go dim. From James Cagney to Nosferatu and stunts that shock you. And dirty, dirty tricks to your made. From wings to Top Gun, movie stars and no ones. Romantic crazy fans that leave no real as fun. Hollywood is still from history in Hollywood. They chase the Oscar, but it's all a sham, just like Shaq and Kazam. All your dreams can come true. History, the history of film. All of it made for you. I came in character. <laughs> Motherfuckers. You said sometimes I have a gun. I always have a gun, James. <laughs> Holy shit! Oh my god! Oh man, for all the listeners out there, Dev is just full Terminator right now. Dev, that's excellent. Dude, this is what we do in Florida. We yeah. have, you know, not prop guns that kill people, real guns that <laughs> get away with. The Terminator as the Terminator <laughs> aesthetic these days is just more like the neighbor who's gonna shoot you out of his window yeah. one day. You know, yeah. like yeah. It's just kind of yeah. like, yeah, that guy's wild, man. Don't go anywhere near his house. Dev, I would cast you immediately. Absolutely. For, yeah. Absolutely. I, you look amazing. I was trying to do like a review where I come in and hold it and be like, do the turn with I'll be back. But, you know, it's kind of hard to do that <laughs> when I only have one hand and I'm clicking buttons and trying to type on the keyboard. <laughs> but I, you did could, fantastic. I couldn't do anything less than to bring the A game to the dressing costume as the one, the only, the man of the fucking hour, Terminator. All right, I'm yeah. so stoked for this episode, and we have the wonderful special guest with us today. Sean, why don't you introduce yourself yes, and do. say what up to the metaverse where Facebook is <laughs> ruling the world? <laughs> dude, Marky Zucks, dude, Money Mark Zuckerberg, he's gonna have us all. Uh, thanks, guys, for having me. Just a good friend of the of the boys here, the Dondo boys. My name yeah. is Sean. Yes. Uh, don't know how I ended up in this room in front of this mic, but I'm excited to talk we about We just pulled him off the street. Yeah. He was walking by. Yeah. Sean, we were like, hey. Sean is my oldest friend and one of my best friends. Uh, we have known each other since seventh grade. Seventh grade. And uh, uh, miraculously have like stayed best friends throughout all those years. Um, yeah. uh, despite the fact that we did, were not co-located for the majority of our friendship. Like It was the four years of high school, basically like four or five years for high school and college. And then the next 10 years were like we were in different states for most of it. So <laughs> yeah, um, I've only known Sean for a very short time, but I feel like I've known him forever. You yeah. Know what I those mean? are the best, mm-hmm. the best relationships. Yeah, we were definitely, we had a past life together <laughs> as like, uh, I think we were like a couple in the old West, you know, and like our love was forbidden, but we yeah. didn't give a damn. No fucks I don't given. care. I don't have to live in the center of main street. I can live out in the woods with Sean. Broke back you know what I mean? and, um, <laughs> Red and dead we, broke back. We try to uh, uh, pick our topics around what the guest is interested in or familiar with. And uh, Sean, one of your favorite movies is Terminator 2. And so we just have yeah. we just have to be in a, a James Cameron thought yes. right yeah. now. We're keeping the James Cameron train <laughs> rolling, everyone. That's right. We're back with film history. The, the history, history of film. film. 
And we're bringing you more Jim Cameron, the master of film, to be honest. I mean, good Lord, this guy. So what's what what has transpired here is uh, I went to go do my research. Mm-hmm. And I said, well, I, gotta, I always have to watch the movie, at the very least. Mm-hmm. Um, so I said, well, I don't want to watch T2 without watching T1. Okay. So I just watched both of them. Cool. And... It was it 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 was a very interesting discovery for me. That Terminator One is a bad movie. It is not bad. <laughs> Watch it. That movie's amazing. That movie is incredible. I, I don't know where the hate comes from, but they're T One and T Two. Comparing them to say one is better than the other, I think is kind of apples and oranges. Like T mm. One was sort of more of like a, a more up close and personal sci fi. And T two was like more of an action film with more melty guys, mm-hmm. you know, and a lot and a way bigger budget, and mm-hmm. you know, five years of development on technology, et cetera, et cetera. But yeah, I wouldn't say either of them are better. I think they're just as good as each other, though. I do, man. Okay, I love T one. Interesting. Was awesome. I, I I don't know. It's it is legitimately like um, I'm not trying to be contrarian. It's legitimately a hard watch for me. Really, I, I have a hard time getting through T one. I think it's pretty boring. Damn. A lot of the stuff I don't like Dude, about he's 80s, just walking and blasting people. A lot of stuff he's I don't. Finding, <laughs> he's finding women in the phone book named Sarah Connor, <laughs> and he goes and finds their address, busts through their door. <laughs> Fucking Arnold! Like no one in the world can stop this man. Not even with bullets. No, whatever you have in your house will not suffice. And he is just blasting these people in their homes. Just like, yeah, wrong one. You know, like on to the next. Like yeah. fucking, dude. It's a it it. I was not bored at all during this movie. I was like, whoa! Like literally, there are times where I was like, oh my god, holy shit. <laughs> You know, and of course yeah. we're talking. But today we're going to talk about both. We're gonna. I'm going to tell you all about Terminator One, and then I'm going to tell yeah. you all about Terminator Two: Judgment Day. Because those are the only two Terminator movies. They never made anymore. <laughs> right, right. Listen, this is listen. Not- I am Terminator. <laughs> My character arc goes from cold, heartless killer to emotional robot with feelings for humanity. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. See, this is... that's. I'm going to get into that. That's one of the reasons why I don't think Terminator 2 was better, because it was Disney-fied, in my opinion. Interesting. Yeah. We're going to get into it. We're going to get into it. Uh, Real quick, Sean, what's your opinion on T1? So, in order to tell you that, I kind of got to give you my my whole backstory with... With growing up with James Cameron, it was a James Cameron household. Uh, <laughs> some of my, my staple staple movies I watched growing up, uh, three of them, the most influential movies on me, happened to all be directed by James Cameron. That's <laughs> yeah. Terminator 2, Titanic, and uh, True Lies. Uh, yeah. Two of those being uh, starring um, Arnold Terminator himself. <laughs> yes. um, so I have seen Terminator 2 many many times i grew up loving it it was one of the you know we had it on vhs to start with i wore the tape out (laughs) wow Um, yeah terminator one i have only seen that film one time in in its entirety uh i remember thinking it was okay but you know little kid me was like oh no terminator 2 is way cooler Mm -hmm. um it it resonated with me i was young and I looked up to to John Connor because I think in Terminator 2, he's about 13 years old. And he was just the baddest ass kid <laughs> yeah. character. Just I wanted to be this kid. And so I see I, I, see, I, I saw it too late. 
Saw it a little too late. Okay. I mean, not too late. As in, I loved the movie. Don't get me wrong. It was a mm-hmm. lot of fun. It was fucking awesome. Uh, they hung dong in both of them, which so <laughs> that was going to be my deciding factor because Arnold hangs dong in the first one. Mm-hmm. So my standards are really high going into Terminator <laughs> Two Judgment Day. Like if I don't see a dig in this one, it's just not as good of a movie. I'm sorry, but they That's didn't valid. disappoint. They That's didn't. Valid. They showed not Robert Patrick's dig. Arnold's dig. <laughs> Arnold's Pringle can. We're going to talk a lot about his dick today on this episode, by the way. I, I, I wrote quite a bit about this. Yet again, um, we're, we're talking so about exciting. another governor of California's dick. <laughs> I think a lot of people always, always have been, man. A lot of people have talked about Arnold's dick. But, so, uh, yeah, something i got to add, though, about my relationship with James Cameron is that it's very much a love-hate thing. So the, the three movies I mentioned, T2, Titanic, and True Lies, Altis, uh, mm-hmm. just fantastic. Some, some of the pinnacles of the medium right there. And then he goes and makes these other movies that are just utter trash. We're talking Avatar. Oh, We're talking yeah. Aliens. Yes, you heard it here on Film History, the, Ooh, fish, the history of film. Man. Aliens, not a good movie. Uh, <laughs> yeah, the first I, know, one, I agree. I agree. Directed <laughs> by Ridley Scott. Alien, that was whatever. Aliens, I just checked right before we started recording because, uh, you know, I try and rate the movies I watch on IMDb. <laughs> I just saw that I rated Aliens Tesla a 2 out of 10. <laughs> So, oh man, Sean, are you getting high enough for these movies? I, <laughs> are you smoking enough weed before you watch? Must these? not. I should be smoking weed oh, for Avatar See, for sure. The way to watch these is just a big. I fat mean, Avatar. Edible. Is just I would argue if you have to be high, <laughs> it's not a good movie. Oh um, man, I disagree. But uh, <laughs> but no, it's it's, it's mushrooms uh, for Avatar. That's what you should. Be <laughs> if you eat, if you take mushrooms and watch Avatar, I guarantee you will like it a lot better. <laughs> I respect Avatar for what it did technically at the time. Yeah. Um, but I yeah, I mean, but it is. Pocahontas dances oh, with no, wolves. For sure. like, no, yeah. don't, don't get me wrong. I didn't. I I didn't hate Avatar. I didn't love Avatar. It was fun. I never. I saw it once. That was enough for me. Uh, I don't know. I, I, I am very interested in more stories in that world. I think it's such an interestingly yeah. well thought out world. But yeah. like, just I need a more original story than uh, the one that yeah. Kevin Costner won an Oscar for. For sure. Um. And it was like you know. I mean, it's just CGI porn at this point. What? Um, I mean, it's just like, <laughs> to be what? fair, uh, we watch the same movie? <laughs> good old Jimmy Cameron came up with that idea like a decade or two before it was even started produ- like pre-production and stuff. And oh, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, dude, he came up with that idea after like doing ayahuasca. He like did ayahuasca, wow. and, like, ate a bunch of mushrooms and then fell back in love with nature and that had this sense. whole vision of how nature really should be and like that's the whole ethos behind the planet and everything. So yeah, there is a Pocahontas element and a Disney element and of course like there's high tech and high brand for all that CGI and the innovations that yeah. occurred with that. It's like an anime. But film. I think mm-hmm. at the core of that movie it's really like a love letter to nature, which isn't Pocahontas and that's never some that's the last time we saw that was Fern Gully, bro. So yeah, like that's what everybody I, said. Hollywood like, never does yeah. that. So I just thought it was mm-hmm. refreshing to see a lot of money and a lot of effort thrown behind For something sure. that you know kind of has an overarching, at least a general positive message. But I mean, hey, mm-hmm. you know, we're almost there. We're about to jump into avatars ourselves in the metaverse, and you know, mm-hmm. whatever. <laughs> yeah, I have this question too. Avatar and Terminator are very interesting to me. James Cameron does this thing. 
I swear he makes a movie and then they ask for the sequel and he didn't have a, a sequel in mind. And, but he <laughs> says he did. I think he has a game where, and I respect it. I don't mm. mind it. Look, he I, he just got greenlit. He's doing two through five filming mm-hmm. Avatar back to back at yeah. like the same time, Which, basically. Th- fuck, Lord of the Rings of five. Two, Jesus, two through man. five? Two through five. Two through five. Oh, that's all just in production one, as we speak. It is one villain. There is a concurrent. There is one main villain across all four movies. This Dude. is about to be a cinematic odyssey. Yeah. I am so yeah. hyped for ter- uh, for Avatars yeah. for uh, two through five. But I still don't. Did he did he mean to do this or was this? Yeah, actually, I read uh, in a you know it was like part of a contract somewhere that James Cameron wasn't going to start filming on Avatar two until he got a theme park out of it. Wow. So, Wait, really? No. Oh. <laughs> like, dude, I believe I, could, you. I would buy that. James Cameron at this that. point is like uh, Apple of cinema. You know, like he is like, he's Amazon Prime. I think James <laughs> Cameron just goes into it. those pitch meetings on mushrooms and then he's just riffing. And then that's right. This when point, he gets to the yeah. end of it, he's like, uh, you want a second idea? You want part two? Hold mm. on. Let me go. Let me go to the bathroom and re-up and get some more. That, that'll be another $350 million. <laughs> <laughs> James Cameron doesn't need mushrooms. He just like sniffs his bank account. <laughs> I, I, I heard that acid's high. actually just derived from his blood. Yeah, yeah, dude. <laughs> it's just synthesized from his sweat glands. <laughs> We're gonna begin with the beginning. We're gonna begin with Terminator One. Um, so I'm gonna give you the IMDb description of Terminator One. One because uh, it'll give you a little bit about what this is about, and also I think some of these are hilarious. They're clearly written in the '90s. <laughs> so this one goes as follows. Sent back from a dystopian 2029, where the cold machines have conquered the entire world, to 1984 Los Angeles, the indestructible cyborg assassin known as the Terminator commences his deadly mission to kill humankind's most important woman, the unsuspecting Sarah Connor. However, from the same war-torn post-apocalyptic future comes a battle-scarred defender, Kyle Reese, a brave soldier of the Human Resistance Army, bent on stopping the cybernetic killer from eliminating the world's last hope. But the Terminator has no feelings, he doesn't sleep, and above all, he won't stop until he carries out his grim task. Does our future lie in our past? Kyle Reese is a 10 out of 10 character name. 10 out of 10 character name and character. <laughs> Kyle Reese yeah. was so far the coolest character in one and two, in my opinion. Yeah. I, 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 he's definitely my favorite part of the first movie yeah. by far. I love Kyle Reese. Yeah, for sure, um, man. By the way, I just want to point yeah. out, out of all the times that you could travel back in time to, I find it kind of <laughs> hilarious that they picked 1984. To go stop this whole technology revolution. Like, you couldn't just, like, go yeah. back to, like, you know, Bill Gates or Steve Jobs, like, in their garage or something and just, you know, fucking off them or whatever. No, no, no. We got to go after this kid in 1984 because that's a great backdrop for technology and setting. <laughs> hey, man, that's what they had. Oh, he, you wrote in, he wrote in the 80s. Yeah, that's what they had. They were, it was cutting Let me ask edge every person here, history. if you had to go back to one decade of time right now, would it be the fucking 80s? <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. Well, 1981 Sunset Boulevard, you know, going to catch uh, Motley Crue. That's just the, because you want a bunch of, just because you just want to do a bunch of blow on Sunset. Things. <laughs> <laughs> I would, no, back um, when it was cool. I would, I would probably go to the 20s. 
I realize the 20s are going to be very uncomfy as soon as I get there because like all the modern all the modern like luxuries that I, I take for granted are just non-existent but, but at least they were they were a bit more progressive in the Bruh, 20s than they were in the you 50s. could be yeah. you could yeah. be prescribed heroin and drink a coca-cola with cocaine in it the 20s yeah, I'm going to the 20s i'm going to the 20s <laughs> yeah i mean fuck it i don't need air conditioner yeah uh, it was way less hot back then that's very true <laughs> la was like 70 degrees every day yeah 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 the, yeah, the 20s 20s just home where do you go um i would go back to uh the start of this decade 2020 <laughs> and I would invest in all the right fucking <laughs> shit coins and meme coins, and then I'm just one year behind, but I'm a fucking billionaire now. <laughs> Actually, so that's, you guys enjoy yeah. it. <laughs> enjoy figuring I'll out have, a completely different decade. I'll have yeah. billions and still be living in this time. <laughs> You'll probably just like move in with yourself in, you know... I yeah, how that works, yeah, but, I would. Yeah. yeah, I'd probably find my my old self, kill that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kill <laughs> that fucking one. cover it up. Oh man, now we're making the new term. That's a movie. Right now we're writing it. That's a movie. That's I'll a see. Movie. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so Terminator One starts off. It Doge starts day off afternoon. <laughs> Doge Day afternoon. That's good. It starts <laughs> off Los Angeles, twenty twenty nine, and it's like written across, you know, like like computer, and it's all fucked up and bombed out and shit and robots are shooting at each other. Oh, we do not have long before this happens. <laughs> no, no, I know. Yeah, no, no, this isn't... This, this is a couple is, years from now. Yeah, yeah, 2029. <laughs> Apparently, they mentioned 2021 at some point. They mentioned that was like when something... Yeah, so Judgment happened. Day... Judgment Day happened already. That, that yeah. happened a while ago. I think Judgment Day was back in like 2011 oh wow whenever judgment right because the bomb drops on 1997 yeah that was like Mm. yeah the bomb he wasn't giving it long Mm. james cameron was like this bitch will be wrapped up in about six years (laughs) yeah well uh there there is a there is a company in uh china called skynet oh yeah yeah and they said we promise we're not doing evil things yeah Yeah, it's like that's not what a a reputable company says (laughs) how would how about being james cameron and then like some chinese fucking company actually makes skynet and ruins the world and you're sitting there as james cameron being like did i have to make that fucking movie oh no it's not even like that people are gonna think you're the you're behind it yeah i think they're gonna be like no you you did this yeah they're they're making murder robots somewhere 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 someone is making murder robots i don't even want to mention all the companies (laughs) making murder robots i don't want a murder robot to come in here (laughs) terminator just walks in right now he's like i've come from just tomorrow tomorrow when the podcast comes out (laughs) i've come from wednesday and i'm here to kill you before the show comes out (laughs) the cia is already listening and now i'm damn sure the ccp is listening too <laughs> i've come from wednesday so uh more words come on the screen it says uh <laughs> it says uh the machines rose from the ashes of the nuclear fire their war to exterminate mankind had raged for decades but the final battle would not be fought in the future it would be fought here in our present tonight 
dude. It was man, eighties, man, eighties, baby. You can't beat it. I'm sorry, y'all just don't understand. <laughs> it's just eighties as fuck, dude. It was like like a guitar riff went. You know, it was so cool. Man. So speaking of, then yeah, they jump back. They jump back in time to the shitty old fucking eighties LA, and there's just this like eighties were a rough time for LA, man, weren't they? And the eighties were not great in LA. No good. Not a good time to be here. Uh, it was just, uh, it was a good time to be here if you were the right type of person. Mm, if you were like, yeah. like a metalhead or uh, in a gang, mm-hmm. you know, or loved heroin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or loved heroin. Eighties <laughs> LA is for you. Or you love like having public sex in alleyways. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sunset Boulevard in the theaters. You know. Yeah, <laughs> Sunset Boulevard in the eighties. It was. Public sex everywhere. The it looks like Bourbon Street. The crowd, like wow. cars, would just be slowly inching their way through like crowds of people in the street. Alcohol. <laughs> people are in convertibles, passing like joints and shit. You know, eighties was like a really grungy time in L.A. It was fucking rad, but uh, but not for this guy. This guy in the beginning, he was just like picking up garbage in L.A., which in the '80s is even worse because there's all those heroin needles in there. You know. <laughs> so the guy's sitting in his his garbage truck, and then some like lightning starts striking all over the place, and this guy's like, "Ah, oh shit!" This guy, he's played by Chino Fats Williams, by the way. Shout out to that actor who played this garbage truck guy. And there's like lightning going all around him, and he's like, "Oh, like thank God, I'm, I'm gonna." get killed by lightning and I don't have to be in 80s LA anymore you know (laughs) but uh it doesn't kill him it just like all culminates in this like lightning ball and there's just fucking naked Arnold comes out of the lightning man and this isn't our introduction to Arnold Schwarzenegger he was Conan before this so he was and also he was the biggest uh, bodybuilder ever you know this is the guy who literally had he was called the austrian oak that was his nickname and he had to retire from bodybuilding to let other people win that was like <laughs> wait wait that what? was a real thing yeah 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 he was uh he starred in this documentary back in the day back in the 70s called um oh shit pumping Dead iron Mid- yeah pumping iron yeah and it just it showed arnold like being Arnold, you know, it followed him around, and he became super famous from that. And then, basically, Conan, they had been looking to make Conan forever, but they couldn't find a dude who, like, could actually act and look like that. Who was a monster? Who was a monster, <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> but Arnold comes along, and they're like, there he is, that's Conan, you know? So they cast him as Conan, and it was kind of a bad break for him, because he also, they dubbed his voice... Have you ever seen that? No, I've never seen this movie. No, Have you seen this movie? No. Conan the Barbarian, uh, 1981, I want to say. It was something around there. But uh, Conan the Barbarian, they dubbed his voice. They thought you couldn't understand his like Austrian accent. Mm. So it's this weird movie where Arnold Schwarzenegger opens his mouth and like, Oh, governor, like this, like just really like British guy. What? Yeah, he's like, I am Conan. You know, it's, I have it's got Arnold. to see. This sounds it's amazing. So it's I a love fever dream. This. It's a fever yes. dream. Yes, yeah. yes, 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 yes. <laughs> you know yes. what, dude? That only works once. 
<laughs> first, first movie where he opens his mouth and somebody hears him really talk. That game is over. He can't be dubbed anymore. <laughs> oh man, this is the Arnold. You know, it is funny. I was watching a uh, behind the scenes documentary for the making of Terminator One, and Arnold and James Cameron were both talking about each other. They were like, "That guy, he's going places. Like he's going to do some stuff. <laughs> like that guy yeah. fucks. That guy fucks, dude. Like I want to work with that guy a lot." <laughs> Plus, have you seen the dong on this guy? You know, there's a scene where I show it. I mean, it's, it's no big. Willem Dafoe, but it's there. <laughs> Dude, I think it's the size of Willem Dafoe, like, to be honest. Um, <laughs> you know, Willem Dafoe's like a short guy, I think. I don't know, actually. Maybe not. I, I, he's I either see... six foot ten or five foot one. Yeah, I was about to say, Willem Dafoe's probably seven feet eight. Yeah. He's probably just like a, 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 an actual vampire. He's Nosferatu. It's <laughs> like a building size. When he played uh, Jesus, Willem Dafoe? Dude, Wait, Will- what? Will- Willem Dafoe is stacked in the pants. He was hung <laughs> on a cross, right, for doing this scene, and his dong kept falling out of his wardrobe. <laughs> so he had to actually have somebody come in, and they had to be like, cut, it's out again. And they like go up and readjust it, and he's like, sorry, guys, you know, I just can't. Like, Can somebody get him a bigger loincloth? Like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> what the fuck? That's <laughs> hilarious. Yeah, yeah. Oh, oh, is like notorious amazing. for packing heat. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? Oh, man. Welcome back um, to uh, <laughs> Cock History. Yeah, yeah, this is going to be a lot, of, a lot of dick talk. I love how we're talk. like 10 minutes in, and we've already covered three different dicks <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna talk about more don't worry um, <laughs> why it's just a lot of man there's dicks in these movies and they were in the 80s like that's crazy you know like it's, it's one of those things like I said they did not they were not anticipating the the power to rewind at the time oh and, right uh, yeah 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 I forgot. I mean at that. this point I think there's you, you know you should you should know but, at this point that we're gonna we're gonna pause rewind come on yeah, when, so, when VHS has come out Oh, late 80s, early 90s, late 80s. Okay, so before that, it was laser disc, right? Yeah, something like that. Remember those in school? Remember the yeah, all (laughs) two of them we had? (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. For some fucking reason, there were laser disc players at our school. Dude, our teachers used to, they would have to start a fire in the classroom and throw dust in it, and it would come up as like letters and stuff. And that was how we learned, that was how far back I went to school. Um, <laughs> I graduated. Do you think they? Do you think they still use those overhead projectors at all anymore? Man, I or hope is it so. just all? They're all like newfangled now. Smart boards. Yeah. yeah. Did you ever get to use any of those smart oh, boards? Yeah. Oh no, not the smart board. Oh yeah, no. they did not work very well. Really? Yeah, they were a nightmare. That's funny. <laughs> I'm sure the tech has gotten a lot better, but they were every time the teacher was like, "We're using the smart board today," we'd be like, "Can we just use the fucking whiteboard?" Like, it's... <laughs> dude, thank God they did not give me a computer at my desk in school, though. I oh. would have never paid fucking attention ever. I would have made. I would have taken so much better notes. Yeah, that's uh, true. I I am not a quick writer, and my oh, hand I, my handwriting is illegible even to me. I. Can't can't read my own fucking writing. Yeah. If I had a computer, dude, I'd be fucking speeding. I was a notes guy, man, because mm. I I don't remember shit. I just my understanding is that every single kid at school now are given iPads, 
And Jesus. all of those iPads are just like preloaded with Minecraft and Fortnite. <laughs> That's all I would be doing the whole class. There's so no funny. doubt about it. Um, but what, anyway, what a time to be alive. <laughs> what a time to be alive. Anyway, back to CAG. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, yeah, we're talking this Arnold. That's who we're talking about. Meets up with. So this is one of the weirdest things to me. This is James Cameron's second film ever after Piranhas 2. He did Piranhas 2 as a director and then Terminator 1 for $6.5 million. Okay, what's that in the old and In the old inflation calculator. calculator says that that's modern day $16 million for your second go. Yeah, that seems like a lot. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. He must have been making some, some good what, deals. Yeah, did Piranha... Two do gangbusters? No, uh, no. Remember must... Pir- Piranha Two was that movie that was all fucked up that he didn't even want to say he was a director of. He was oh, brought in, remember, right. for like two weeks, and then there was like a controversy where he was like, "I'm not the director of this piece of shit," but everyone else on set was like, "Yeah, he was there longer," and this is kind of like this yeah. scandal because of that producer. And you know, we kind of went into it. If yeah. you guys want to understand the full story, jump back to our Titanic episode. <laughs> well, maybe it was one of those things where, like, they were like, we're sorry about Piranha 2, like, let us make it up to you. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if he would have had the sway at that point to be, needed to be made up to, but... But it's funny, too. So, he does Piranha 2, and then, basically, he's homeless. He comes back to L.A. He He's he's doing Piranha 2 in Rome, um, and he's already, like, kind of blown through his money that he made off of the movie, and he... Eats something bad, which is funny. I was thinking about the clam chowder thing. <laughs> he eats something bad in Rome, and it gives him food poisoning, and he has a fever that night, and he has a fever dream of Terminator. And he says, like, that's where he came up with Terminator. Whoa. Was in this sweaty fever dream of his. So he moves back to L.A., you know, after Piranhas 2 and all that, and he moves in with Man. Tommy Wiseau. Interesting. <laughs> he moves in with Tommy. Oh, hi, Mark. Oh, hi, Jim. <laughs> no, he moves to Pomona, California, to the house of science fiction writer Randall Frakes. And he's like living in between this guy's house and his car, basically, while he's writing Terminator. Which is even more like he he goes from that to selling this thing and making it, you know, for $16 million. It's just interesting. Strange, it's, it's yeah. It's very fascinating to me. And there, where, there's not a lot of answers for it either. It's where, did, like, where did he get his, like start like this james cameron from la does he have a lot of friends in this town like where did he what was his end you know i didn't do a lot of james cameron on this because i thought maybe should we do like a whole episode yeah one day we should do a james cameron episode that's not like tied to a specific movie yeah well look forward to that on our james cameron episode coming sometime (laughs) in the next 12 months yeah i mean we're building up to it that's for sure we're gonna tell you about a lot of his work first he was born and raised in Canada, and hey. his directing career began in 1978 after he borrowed money from a consortium of dentists. And wow. he there is in, something so sus about this. this who produced his first film, Exogenesis, which is a short? Um, and then after that, um, he, he, is Terminator just an autobiography? <laughs> like, 
When is the last time you heard the word consortium? Oh, wow. Never. I never want to hear it again, to be honest. <laughs> Not from James Cameron's lips, that's for sure. So no, while he was on Love his you, way to Jim. becoming a filmmaker, his first job, other than director, that was a part of the entertainment industry, he worked as a miniature model maker at Roger Corman's studio. That's right. That's right. So that was kind of right. like his in. And, he was know. on the set building side. Mm, yeah. Interesting. Fascinating. That. So he came up in the Corman school. That Corman makes a lot more mentored, sense, actually. Coppola, Ron Howard, Scorsese. Yeah. I uh, wanna, I'll do an episode. Corman? Roger Corman... It's a, I'll do an episode of him one day. It's okay. really interesting. He was this guy who, I mean, I, I don't think he would mind saying it. He did like a huge slate of B-list-ish movies. Mm -hmm. And they were usually like fun, schlocky horrors. You know, a lot okay. of them have become cult classics. But he had this building in like fucking Silver Lake that was his studio. And he would do this program where he would make you an intern, and it wasn't paid, but it was like you would go the next day and be on set of a movie that cost a few million dollars, and you would be doing things that like you had no business doing, learning like from the ground up. And it created a lot of huge people. Like people came out of the Corman's. They called it like the Corman School. Basically, it was like this program that you could get into. That makes sense. So yeah, that makes sense. So that's where we're coming from here. We got him, James. Fascinating Cameron. because this uh, the movie ended up using some miniature stuff, right? Yeah, like yeah, that, yeah. So I think he, cool. he's he's a master with special effects, man. Mm -hmm. Like he was doing stuff that you couldn't imagine back in these days. He wanted Arnold to be his. Terminator. There were a few guys who went out for the role. There was like Sylvester Stallone that he looked at, but like, nah, you know. Yeah. Didn't hang enough dong. Yeah, he didn't <laughs> hang enough dong, man. He was looking for the Pringle can and he found it in Arnold. <laughs> and uh, and don't worry. He done porn by that point. Oh, yeah, that's right. That's right. You could just see his dong whenever you wanted yeah, to. Yeah, he was point. trying to get out of the dong stuff. He yeah, was like, yeah. I don't want to get like boxed in no as the dong, dong guy. Stuff. No more dong. That's funny. There's this story in here about between Terminator 1 and like the next, like Terminator 2, James Cameron wrote this movie with Sylvester Stallone. And I just like, can you imagine having Sylvester Stallone as your co writer? You're just like sitting in his house and what? he's like, uh, interior, yeah, he, he wrote, uh, uh, bedroom. Uh, it's actually, it's crazy to see Cameron's writing credits. They're way more than his directing and producing yeah, credits. He's so a, he, he is a writer. Yeah. After Terminator, he the next thing he wrote was Rambo First Blood Part Two. That was it. It was Rambo First Blood, dude. Then, Sylvester Stallone's just like, and then and then uh, I was thinking uh, like uh, Rambo comes out from a tree and like stabs a guy in the neck. You know, <laughs> right? Did you write that down? Did you write that down? James oh, that's a good like, one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why didn't I think of that? Oh my god! Why didn't I think of that? He also, <laughs> he also wrote Rambo: First Blood Part Two, the video game in 1985. Wow! Oh, so man. he he actually has a long career of of taking the IPs that he's been a part of and extrapolating on them. So yeah, like the the Rambo video game, he wrote the movie The Abyss, and then he wrote the video game for The Abyss. The same thing with Terminator and Terminator 2. He wrote both of those, plus the video games. I mean, he wrote the video game plot for RoboCop versus Terminator. 
All right, like wow. it, I, I mean, Whoa. these are just writing games too, though. So, I, oh yeah, know. oh my god, I wonder how much he has to do with that new Avatar game that's coming out. I forgot about that. Remember the one by uh, Ubisoft? Oh yeah, that, that game looks great. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I wonder yeah. how much he has to do with that. Probably it's a lot. Jim. Can't yeah, wait to I would chase imagine he would. <laughs> just with so many Ubisoft tropes. <laughs> um, but uh, okay, cool. So um, yeah, so that's you got. That James Cameron, you got that Arnold, and then we got some other like hot people. Everybody in this movie is fucking hot. There's Linda Hamilton, who is like shredded in this movie. She worked out six hours a day for six days a week. Uh, she was like in a bunch. What? She did an uh, she did an interview for this magazine that was like bench pressing with Linda Hamilton, and they just like interviewed her while she was just fucking like like destroying the gym, dude. Six hours a day feels unnecessary. I feel like you get the same results with less time. I don't think it's unnecessary because she's acting opposite the strongest man on the planet. Yeah, like, that's true. Gotta, like, like, you gotta yeah, look like she put true. on a little bit of muscle. You can't be like this that's very paper true. thin woman who's supposed to be empowered <laughs> and fighting people, and then you stand next to Arnold. You're like, what the fuck is this? Yeah, I mean, I, mean, I just mean that. Like, I feel like you're just your workouts are inefficient. Get a better trainer. I don't know. Maybe, yeah. maybe, maybe I'm Dude, totally wrong. But while I have... she was doing this, she would eat dry cereal in the morning, grilled chicken breast for lunch. And a dry salad at night and just smoke, like, packs of cigarettes. She just smoked, like, a fucking chimney. <laughs> what? While she was like, Girl yeah. She got ripped, man. What? Wait, was this, were the cigarettes part of the diet? Like, that sounds like... Oh, yeah, make, yeah. It sounds yeah. like it make working out your so trainer, much harder. Your trainer is like, tell you know, you're smoking cigarettes with your trainer while you're in the gym. <laughs> you know, your trainer's like, come on, like... Get, Get the treadmill up to nine and get the cigarettes in your mouth. You know, uh, that was the 80s. I mean, oh dude, God. Mike Tyson, Mike Tyson, man, while he was training for his championships, pack a day. Really? He's on the bag with a cigarette in his mouth. That's why it seems like you're just giving your lungs an unnecessary amount of struggle there. Like, <laughs> seems like that's not it doesn't good have for to you. be this hard. <laughs> I like to punish myself. Uh, and then, of course, you got Michael Bean. As uh, as Kyle Reese, Michael Bean, who also got just fucking shredded. Did, did he end up doing much after this movie? Yeah, he was here and there. He's still doing stuff. He's working on a TV these days. He's mm. somewhere. I don't remember what show he's doing now. Yeah, but he's on TV out there. He's mm. working. Don't worry. These okay. people are all working. Like Linda okay. Hamilton's still in the fucking franchise. You know, like yeah, that's she's true. She's still doing yeah. these movies. I imagine she's made a pretty penny off of this. Mm-hmm. And uh, not to mention their likenesses, you know, all that stuff. I want to be in a movie where they make an action figure out of me and I can go to Toys R Us yeah, and be like, oh, it's yeah. me. That's me. Yeah, that's me. <laughs> but the other thing was, like, after Man, after Man of Steel came out, like, I, they were, I saw those Superman toys everywhere. And it was just... It was just an action figure of uh, fucking Russell Crowe. Really? I want a Russell Crowe toy. <laughs> right? He doesn't need to be a character. Like, you know, it, just, it was just Russell Crowe. It's like if I take him out of the box, it's, it's not even. It's just the actor. He's like in a windbreaker, <laughs> yeah, yeah, at, like yeah. holding like a cup of coffee. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, those are the action figures everywhere. Yeah. You think they made a character for the cause for being Superman's dad? The cause definitely has an action figure out well, there. Well, he's somewhere. got Waterworld maybe, action figure for sure. He definitely has added. He might also just have a Kevin Costner action figure. You know, just why like, don't you re-release it? Specially made just for <laughs> uh, just, just the It's him. It's him with his finger out. He's yelling. You know, like <laughs> I want an action figure of him strapped to the boat. 
<laughs> just screaming. If any fans out there are 3D print uh, enthusiasts, please 3D print us a little catamaran, trimaran, with Kevin Costner floating away oh, on the Oh, my God, please. Yes, and just a PA, like, standing nearby, clearly knowing what's going on, but not stopping it. You know? <laughs> um, <laughs> so, yeah, back to, back to the Terminator. So Arnold Dominator walks over to Bill Paxton, and I'm going to get into it, but this is Bill Paxton's first role ever, and it's Bill Paxton and his punk-ass friends, and Arnold's just got his dick out walking around, and uh, they, they surmise that he has a couple cans short of a six-pack, is what one of them says, and when the Terminator asks this dude for his clothes, and Bill Paxton's like, hey, fuck you, man, you know? And then Terminator just, like, fucks up these dudes, and he rips this guy's heart out. He just, like, punches through the guy's chest, rips his heart out, which I thought was excessive, but it is a robot from outer space from the, you know... He's not from outer space. from uh, another dimension. He's from another time. He's from another time. <laughs> Here in the Twilight Zone. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so he rips this guy's heart out. But, yeah, this was our introduction to Bill Paxton in the world. He had, like done some smaller stuff here and there and this was the first thing that he was speaking in wow. a, yeah then he came back for uh, Titanic yeah exactly he became friends with old Jim after this cool. he did a movie with the, Arnold the year later too is, is he the only actor who's ever worked with James Cameron and liked him afterwards <laughs> yeah <laughs> a lot of actors seem to be fine with him actresses don't seem to like him too much uh. sometimes but yeah Bill Paxton was fucking badass in this too dude he has like blue spiky hair super 80s punk guy and he has tire tracks across his face that's it's like a face tattoo. He's like tired. Is this tracks. the Warriors? <laughs> Dude, it was so sick. Stan Winston did all the makeup on this. Legendary makeup Stan Winston. He's mm. like, you know, a god amongst okay. like special effects and makeup. Man, rest in peace, Bill Paxton. Here on film history. Oh, is the he dead? History of film. Yeah. What what did he die from? Cancer. Ah. Sixty one years old. Damn. Too fucking soon, man. Too fucking soon. He was the only guy to have been killed by a Terminator, an alien, and a predator. <laughs> All three of those. I know, man. Wow. And uh it's better than an Oscar. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that is definitely better than an Oscar. Better than a naked Louis Meyer, that's for sure. <laughs> The real EGOT. <laughs> the real EGOT. Across town, right? Mm -hmm. Another big lightning strike happens. And there's like another like naked lightning man. <laughs> and it's Kyle Reese. <laughs> and he shows up in an alleyway and shitty's ADLA and he steals this hobo's pants. He's like, mm -hmm. this hobo's like, I don't have a home. And he's like, give me your pants. You know, look, he's a good character. He's a good dude. Don't get me wrong. He has some redeemable stuff. But this part wasn't such a great look. But uh, I also, man. I, I love I love the I love the context. I love the thought process of being like, okay, well the first plot hole is gonna be like, why didn't they just bring the future technology back with them? Okay, they can't do that, which also means they can't have their clothes. Like they committed right. to it. You know what I mean? Like he thought out a potential problem, figured out an answer, and was like, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna I'm not gonna like write my way out of this and be like they have special time travel clothes. He's yeah. just gonna be like, no, just fucking go naked. Yeah, they're <laughs> naked. And he says it it for humans it hurts like shit. He tells Sarah Connor later on, like it it feels like shit. 
mm. traveling through time. I can imagine. Imagine yeah. the jet lag. <laughs> and I just that, flew here from 2029, and boy, are my arms tired. <laughs> you know? And that also it makes sense why he, Arnold Schwarzenegger doesn't look like a robot because they have to cover him in like organic material in order for him to like be able to go through yeah, time. Yeah, like everything is just so well thought out and makes a lot of sense. Oh, like, yeah, I really no, appreciate it. The, yeah, there's some stuff for me. The time stuff uh, gets me, but it's like. It's questions yeah. that aren't even necessary. And also, the, my my, I give a lot of passes to time travel logic because none of us have done it. So who are we to say it doesn't work like that? Yeah, you know what I mean. Like sure. you can, if you can give me a logical pathway as to why your time travel logic makes sense, like I'm just gonna buy it. You yeah, know what I mean? For sure. They it works in every disbelief. single movie, and until we do it, we won't know who's right. I agree. I agree. And don't worry, Sean. I don't go through the whole movie. By the way, I just set it up. You know. Okay. <laughs> I didn't want you to think you were gonna be sitting here listening to me. Just narrate the entire Terminator <laughs> One and Terminator Two, yeah. and then in the next scene, and then in the next scene, I just like to give people a little bit of like a trailer for it, all right, you know, all right. and what this is all about. I'm and sometimes, the context. sometimes spoilers. Yeah, no, because like I said, yeah, I've, I've only seen Terminator One one time yeah. all the way through, so yeah, you're jogging sure. some, you're jogging some memories. Here, yeah, yeah, you know? and it's like, like you know, the beginning here, you know, it's they they mirror it in the start of Terminator Two. Yeah, essentially, yeah. you know, That's he shows like the... up in fucking lightning bolt, and he's like, "Give me your clothes, your keys, and your motorcycle." Yeah, <laughs> yeah, close your boots, your motorcycle, oh my God. Keys, yeah. and then bad to the bone plays. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to get into it. Is Don't worry. Terminator 2, the most 90s movie ever made? Yes. Love it. Oh, I love it. I love it. I will say, <laughs> one of the biggest motivating factors for also me to stuff. ride a motorcycle with a leather jacket and a gun is certainly yeah. this movie. I mean, I, mean, I saw all of our dads this fucking movie this as a kid, this, and I was know? like... <laughs> all, all, all of our dads went to yeah. parking lots naked and asked people yeah. for their clothes. <laughs> Give me your clothes. I mean, yeah. I mean, the shotgun reload on the bike, iconic. Oh, dude. How he, he flips the shotgun. Arnold fucked his hands up doing that shit. Really? Like, not only did he fuck his hands up, he knocked out the kid like twice. <laughs> he, hit, he kept hitting the kid in the head with that gun. That kid's probably like forgot a lot of math and shit in this movie. <laughs> Sean, if you close your eyes and I tell you the words... Leonardo DiCaprio played the kid in Terminator 2. Can you manifest that false memory? Yeah, 100%. Absolutely, 100%. Absolutely, yeah. <laughs> nah, this was another floppy-haired kid. <laughs> oh, my God. Is it Leo, or is it Leo as just eating the grape leaf? <laughs> this kid was another floppy-haired kid, way younger. No, he's better than Anyway. Should have been Leo. Yeah, <laughs> should have been Leo, man. Should have been Leo. So across town, Kyle Reese is stealing this hobo's pants, and the cops see him... <laughs> And the cops are like, hey, man, you can't have those pants, bro. Those belong to that guy. And so they're, like, running after him, just shooting at him because it's LAPD. They're like, pants thief, like, kill him, you know? Like, shoot him in the back. Like, shoot the pants off of him, you we'll know? play cocaine on him later. <laughs> Aim for the button on the pants, and they'll fall off of him, you know? We'll just get them later. And anyway, they're like, play him, Here's play your him. bloody pants back. They return the lost property and just little the bullet holes. <laughs> they already, they, some of that blood was already there, let's be honest honest but uh so so they're they're shooting at him and shit and then you know he's he's a future soldier so he's like badass so he fights one guy and gets his gun and they're just like boom bam boom bam and he dips off into a mall and he gets a bunch of clothes and some really dope nikes by the way i really want the nikes that he put on and i looked him up they're like 200 bucks oh that's not bad for shoes not bad but they have velcro Mm. i can't do it 
200 bucks for Velcro. Yeah. Um, 200 bucks to reinstate your virginity. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I feel like Velcro on shoes is something they were like, this is going to catch on, and they just did not whatsoever. <laughs> exactly. We, there is an alternate universe where Velcro is really hot on shoes. <laughs> so, yeah, anyway, it gets away from the cops, because like I, like I said, you know, it's a, that's one of the interesting elements to me is these guys have no time for like 1984 bullshit you know you're like cops and your cities don't mean shit to us you know one of us is a robot and one of us has lived underground in a dystopian future our whole lives taking orders from uh, Christian Bale yeah, yeah dude I haven't gotten there yet I'm so excited I'm watching oh. the rest of this franchise oh yes by okay. the way we will do all the Terminators if you guys want yeah I, totally I do down. I do want to get into them because yeah. after two I was like well now I have to keep going I, yeah. I saw the third one that came out in 2003 was like the Terminatrix yeah dude they called yeah. her a Terminatrix really I'm watching this like immediately I, you know? I have I have many thoughts about the rest of the franchise we'll yeah. get into it at the end awesome okay cool so uh, so he gets away and he goes and does one of my favorite things that they've ever done in movies, which is go and look up people in a phone book. <laughs> I love when people do that shit. Hotel checklist, you know, guest check-ins, mm-hmm. love that shit. Telephone booths. I legitimately <laughs> forgot that phone books were a thing that we had at some point. Yeah, so yeah, just yeah. brought this up. Yeah. Um, what a what a weird time the past was. Man, just, just germ riddled phones on the streets <laughs> that you could go and like definitely a dude has like licked it all over you know but it makes for great scenes i mean you know like nikki six calling his dad and he's got yeah. the bottle of jack daniels on the phone booth and his there, dad's there was like a, don't were, call me no more kid i'm not your dad and he's like fuck i'm in i'm gonna start motley crew it is so wild that there was a time where you could just walk into a random box on the street and have everyone's phone number yeah like what an invasion of privacy yeah yeah not only their phone number their address what their address <laughs> their address your address in was in the phone too. book yes this, the past is such a weird time you could go into a phone booth and find out an address that is crazy yeah Absolutely. You could very well request your name and address and you phone could, number be removed. You could, but also, if you're the average Joe, you're not thinking about doing no, that it's, shit. No, it's like, it's like, who, it's like uh, just signing away the terms and agreements no, on man. your iPhone. How also, like, when you're a poor kid, it's like, look, I'm in the phone book. <laughs> like, my name is somewhere, Dad. See? You know? <laughs> if I don't put my name in the phone book, how are they going to know where to rob and rape exactly. me? Exactly. <laughs> how are they going to know how to do an R&R on me? A rob and rape. <laughs> a robbery and rapery. <laughs> Clearly, you guys have never Googled yourself. <laughs> oh, I have. Trust me. Yeah, I've I Googled have. myself plenty. <laughs> I'm an actor. I mean, I don't know. I feel like that's an easier mechanic than going to find uh, a book No, I would say it is much more difficult to find my address name. by Googling me than it is to look at a book. Yeah, for sure. It's not wanna, impossible, oh, but oh, it's not easier. Yeah, and also it's like, I mean... What a way to find random people to murder. Yeah, right? They would never... And that's one of the things. So one of the things that happens in this movie that's so cool is the Terminator does the same thing. He goes to a phone book. He scans it with his eyes, and he's all like... And he just starts off at the top Sarah Connor, and he starts like killing these Sarah Connors, going down the list, just busting in people's houses, boom, bam, boom, six shots. That's what he does. That's like his thing. And the police are freaking the fuck out. These two, like, funny cops, you know, in the 80s are calling him the phone book killer. And they think this dude is just looking up random numbers in the phone book and going to kill them. 
except for their name is Sarah Connor, and it's like, where does it stop? When Dude, is he? No when he kills really, all yeah. the Sarah Connors, is he going under the Teresas? You know, is no he going, wonder there were so many serial the, killers in that yeah. era. Like, it was, yeah. it was, who's the fucking Dick Tracy on that call? Where I wonder. What, what's the connection they have? They all have the same name. Oh, he must be choosing random numbers. Captain. I can't find the connection. He's got a, Captain, a cork to, board with lines and string. pictures and photos all drawn in. Captain, after like, seven mm. weeks of investigation, we figured out these broads got the same name. Can you believe this shit? I didn't even think about this. He's just going down the phone book. I... We called him the phone book killer, but we didn't think to look on one page. I don't use Yellow Pages. They're commies. Yellow Pages is a corrupt company of communists. Oh, my anyway, God. Um, <laughs> I don't give a fuck. Come at me, Yellow Pages. What, are they going to sue me? They don't even have a dollar left. Come on. Nobody has, nobody's had a phone book since dudes rip it up on TV for wrestling and shit. Uh, is there still a phone book? I mean, like if you really wanted your name to be out yeah. there for all the rapists to, but to, it's to not find, <laughs> yeah, it's like thirty pages now. Yeah. <laughs> like, you have to consent to be in the phone book at this point. <laughs> uh, where was I? Jesus! All right, you always have to consent to it. So, uh, <laughs> so yeah, we don't know why, but these guys are looking for Sarah Connor. Um, we don't know why yet. You know what I'm saying? I mean, now, in the grand scheme of things, we know why. But in 1984, we don't know why. Mm -hmm. um, and then, so, the Terminator goes to a gun store, and he's just getting fucking, like, an army's worth of weapons. He's getting shotguns, Uzis, assault rifles. Uh, he gets a 45 pistol with a sniper scope, which makes no sense at all, but whatever, you know. And he's just, like gearing up for fucking war, which I don't really understand. Were there, were there no gun laws in California no, in the 80s? No, way, dude. You could buy an Uzi. There was no gun, yeah, laws, there was no in gun laws in the 80s. Like, when, did, when, did the, when did the government uh, change the gun laws to crack down on the Black Panthers? Was <laughs> the Terminator 1 came out? <laughs> when, when, when rap music came out in 1991 and they said, fuck the police... <laughs> Oh, my God. Yeah, no, there were no gun laws at this time, man, especially for a dude that comes in looking like Arnold, you know? <laughs> and, uh... <laughs> nah, well, let's let's walk that back. Yeah, there was no gun laws for a white, Austrian, <laughs> yeah, yeah, big, yeah. muscled this body guy literally, person. The guy behind the camera was, like, impressed. He's like, oh, you know your guns. You know? Oh, nice. You know what's going on. You know your guns. <laughs> He's just got a picture of Huey P. Newton's like, head hung <laughs> up. It says, do not sell, too. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, hey, you ain't Huey. I got you. I got you. It's like, oh. yeah, it's like, it's like he ain't buying these no phone books be good <laughs> I need your phone book uh, but don't worry he doesn't pay for the shit he just blasts the dude he like loads up around into a shotgun and just boom shoots him right there but uh, not a great idea to let a guy load the shotgun in the gun store yeah I was about to say it seems like it'd be very easy to rob a gun store yeah I mean you yeah. just handed them the thing to do it with <laughs> no <laughs> if you're the terminator Every well, yeah, maybe, maybe in the eighties, but nowadays everybody is wearing a bulletproof vest and has yeah. multiple firearms yeah. like on them. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, we don't know why the fuck they're after Sarah. We don't know why the Terminator is getting enough guns to fight the military, you know. <laughs> but and and then they show Sarah, who they're after, the real Sarah, uh, Linda Hamilton, super jacked Linda Hamilton. Um, but she's just working her job at a diner. She's like a diner waitress, you know, trying to Why hold a job so down. She's so ripped to be a diner waitress, dude. She's, would... she's carrying like 80 pancakes, you know, like... <laughs> 
Why would they make her like a personal trainer or something? <laughs> like make some context to her yokedness. She's carrying ten pots of coffee, you know, <laughs> on just on just trays and just pouring them. Like, with ease. You know, she's back at her apartment with her roommate. She's, like, living in L.A., doing her thing. Young Angelino of the 80s. Nowhere is safe, but it's cool. You know, it's a fun time to be in. And uh, she she has a shirt on, by the way, that is a crossover between the Flintstones and the Jetsons. And it's, like, future meets past. You know what I'm saying? So Arnold shows up to one of the Sarah Connors from the phone book and just blows her away. Boom, bam, boom. And then these Sarah Connors all start coming up dead, like I was saying. There's the whole, he's the serial killer. He's the phone book killer. I can't. I want to make a movie about those cops <laughs> so badly now. <laughs> but then he finally gets to the right Sarah Connor. He kills a roommate. He kills a roommate and her boyfriend. And he finally gets to the right one. And Kyle Reese comes along. And he's like, so Kyle Reese was the first one to say, follow me if you want to live. He says it to Sarah Connor when the Terminator's about to kill her and shit. She's like tucked T2's away. T2's got a lot of callbacks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally, totally. She's tucked away in this nightclub. She goes into this nightclub called Techno Noir, which, by the way, is a word that James Cameron coined for the genre of Terminator. And it actually picked up, like, people still do Techno Noir to this day. And James Cameron kind of, I mean, he says he did. Maybe somebody might come forward and be like, that motherfucker didn't do it. Interesting. That's what, you know, but it kind of is. So she's tucked away in this club. Terminator finds her in there. It's an 80s nightclub, and it, it's got so much, like, life to it, you know? Like, people kind of know each other and shit, and then it's just this scene where a guy walks into a nightclub and just pulls out, like, a fucking huge shotgun from his jacket. And to me, I guess maybe these days, watching it, it's like, holy shit, that really happened, you know? Oh, like, yeah, 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 Living in America, that's a very real thing, you know? <laughs> yeah. And so I guess that's one of the things, watching this movie, it was so, like, oh, this wow. is actually Different time. intense, you mm-hmm. know? Yeah, and he just starts... Mm. And then Kyle Reese is also in the club, and they just start fucking blasting each other in the club, and people are getting killed and screaming and trying to get out of there, and it's like... Welcome to America comes across the screen like 2021. It's America. It's yeah. a it's a, a travel advertisement. <laughs> Dude, we really do have a travel notice about you like gun violence over here. Yeah, oh, really? traveling to America, they warn you. Really? Like, it's real real gun place over there. That's impressive. Real gunny joint. <laughs> <laughs> they like to shoot at each other. America. If you're coming from like other countries to America, there's a travel advisory for gun violence. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Listen, if you live in the backwoods of Montana and you don't have a gun, (laughs) (laughs) so. So the bears have guns too. Yeah, the bears. Oh God, the bears have guns now. They do. They do bear arms. (laughs) So Kyle Reese, Sergeant TM Tech comes BN three eight four one six throws her in the car and he's like i've been sent here to protect you and i'm like ripped and hot and sweaty you know and i'm like a Everyone future guy so sweaty in this movie dude so sweaty i'm sweating just thinking about it and uh, especially thinking about like kyle reese and linda hamilton or sarah connor you know they're sweating just probably cut all of this from the podcast just cut actually the show's canceled. Good night, everyone. Good night. Uh, so he tells Sarah. He tells Sarah that the man after her is a Terminator from the future with orders to kill her. He is the Terminator, also known as a Cyberdyne Systems Model One Hundred and One or the T Eight Hundred. 
And on the inside, he's titanium, servos, processors, you know, computer shit. But his exterior is human flesh that has been grown by the uh, computer people Mm -hmm. uh, in order to seem human. <laughs> uh, life uh, finds a way. Uh, the T. So yeah, they say like the T six hundreds. They had like bad rubber suits. They were trying to look like people, but clearly they weren't. And you could spot them easily. But now Terminators look like people, and they're infiltrators. They'll infiltrate humans and get in with their people, and you know, like have sex with women and <laughs> with their Terminator dicks. Anyway. Yeah, yeah, they, they felt it very necessary to give their robot a massive dong. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I mean, these are these are the guys who take over the world. It's got to be believable. <laughs> it's got to be believable. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, so they have a thing where the studio insisted upon this, by the way. The studio got something through that I actually think is really cool. The Terminator sniffing dog. They have dogs to sniff out Terminators now. The Terminators look so much like humans. Instead of a drug mm-hmm. dog or a bomb dog, it's a Terminator Exactly. Dog. Yeah. They sniff like, I guess they smell like titanium servos. I don't know. They smell something that makes you a Terminator. Wait, where is this dog at? They, they have them all, like humans have them in the tunnels. And oh, they live in shit. okay, cool. Yeah, and they like guard the outside of wherever cool. you are. And they, yeah, he's got like a dog sitting outside of the hotel that he brings Sarah Connor to and they fuck. <laughs> but, um... But yeah, so yeah, they got like sniff, sniffing dogs and stuff. But that was an idea on the studio that made it in that I think was a really good idea. Cool, yeah. yeah. It's actually, like a note that doesn't like dumb the yeah, thing down. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they had a lot of other dumb notes. Really? But, yeah, like James Cameron refused to let a few things go, which I'm really glad. I don't remember the specifics, but <laughs> the dog thing made it through. Kyle Reese says that a few years from 1984, there will be a nuclear war and the world is over. And it was all perpetrated by the machines, man. More to, more particularly, the defense network computers. So the computers got all smart and shit, and they began to see humans as a threat, and they called for the extermination of humans. They did this in an interesting way. It was like, it was kind of holocausty here. Like the robots were exterminating humans, but they were also putting them in labor camps to aid in the burning of the bodies and shit of like their fellow humans. And that's where Kyle Reese was. Kyle Reese was in one of those labor camps. Because uh, yeah, what's better whoa. than Armageddon? Holocaust Armageddon. Holocaust Armageddon <laughs> with robots. <laughs> James Cameron's fever dreams are wild. You know, like it's also just like. <sighs> It's not like the robots would get tired. So it's like yeah. they don't need the <laughs> yeah, labor. Why like, need, Why do you need slavery on top yeah. of all this? Just kill me. Like, yeah. if I have to go do this, just do your robot thing and kill me. You know? <laughs> they got plenty of ways to do it. <laughs> the but, robot's yeah. power source is misery. <laughs> <laughs> but that's Kyle Reese's backstory. He was in a labor camp disposing of bodies for the robot nation, you know? And that's why he's so hot. He's got, he's got all those muscles from... Lifting the bodies into bodies. the fireplace. Yeah, his family. Throwing his family dashes. <laughs> I never got so jacked and then when I lifted my whole family into a furnace. You know? Family. 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 <laughs> family. These robots couldn't figure out better ways than like human fire, you know, but firmly. <laughs> uh, so... <laughs> So that's, I'm going to leave you on that though. That's basically the first one that's going to set you up. I don't want to like go, you know, spoiling the whole thing for you. Go watch it. Uh, Arnold hangs dong. And 
Basically, they are here to Sarah, save Sarah Connor because Sarah Connor is going to have. She's going to birth the the savior of the. She's going to birth Jesus, John yeah. Connor. And Terminator One is really just a story about a man who would go through incredible lengths to get it in. <laughs> <laughs> like he was just yeah. trying to fuck. So he's travel back in time to fuck. This is the spoiler alert. His, didn't Reese know? <laughs> John Connor in the future, and it was oh, John yeah, yeah. Connor. Yeah, they, they do work back. together. Yeah, they so do that's fight like, together. He's like, that's I'm true. Go back and but he's also mom, his dad. Yeah, Kyle Reese is his dad. That's he, the spoiler. Yeah, that's like yeah, the big spoiler. John of the movie. Connor sent Kyle Reese back in time to fuck his mom. <laughs> <To> fuck his. <laughs> but there's this he's whole like, time ma- loop thing. Make me. How the fuck does that happen? <laughs> oh my chicken god! The egg. Like you can't send yourself back if you never got fucked and created to begin with. <laughs> Dude, if you're as fun, I know that's the time thing that gets me. He sends back his dad to fucking create him, which is mm-hmm. a it, that's a mind fuck. But that's mm-hmm. where like, look, you know, James Cameron was taking some mushrooms. Uh, <laughs> he's Dude, like, he's like, yo, bro, can you go fuck my mom real quick? <laughs> and you know what the you know what the nickname for John is is Jack, Jack. From the Titanic, <laughs> fucked Rose. Jack is the grandfather of John Connery. Jack is Kyle Reese's dad. Yes. Yeah. There we no go. wait. Jack. Yes. Rose is Sarah Connor's mom, and Jack is Kyle Reese's dad. And so Rose is. And so Sarah Connor is Kyle Reese's sister. And John which, Connor is in, which is why DiCaprio looks so similar to John Connor because they're <laughs> oh, related. And yeah. Gilbert Grape. Okay, you I, cut all that. I never saw uh, Gilbert Grape, <laughs> okay. but basically, the Terminator is there to kill Sarah Connor before she can even get pregnant with John Connor, because John Connor becomes the leader of the revolution of the human army against mm. the robots in the future. So they're just going to go ahead and wipe him out in the past. Wipe right, out his because whole mom and everything. absolutely no one else would have stepped up. No, no, no. no zero no. other people would have had the ability to <laughs> no, uh, be leaders. Apparently Kyle Reese wasn't good enough. He had to go, like, impregnate a woman just to make himself useful, you know. Um, but, uh, no, so, yeah, so they're, uh, the, the two cops, she's trying to tell the story to, and they're like, ah, you crazy broad, you know. Yeah, so tell me the story again. You say that a... Uh, a man from the future came to kill you so you wouldn't have a baby because the atom bombs fall in 1997. Anyway. And they're just kind of looking at each other like, <laughs> Listen, ladies crazy. So, but Listen, by the end we're, of the movie, we're trying to figure out this phone book thing. <laughs> Do you know anything about this phone book guy? Do you know anything about this? We can't crack the code. Like months later, they're like, that woman's name was Sarah Connor. <laughs> I didn't I even if, put it together. I wonder if she knows something. <laughs> Maybe she's the killer. Does she, she killed all the other she wanted to be the one this the is a highlander thing she's highlander she's the highlander <laughs> she's going around cutting people's heads off uh oh. so yeah but unfortunately um the terminator winds up killing kyle reese in this by the way uh at the end you know kyle reese fights valiantly the terminator gets blown up like numerous times and to the point where finally at the end he's just like a, a the titanium skeleton Mm-hmm. Arnold has wrapped, you know, Arnold has no more scenes mm-hmm. left. It's mm-hmm. just like this big clunky skeleton that James Cameron and five dudes from the Stan Winston team are like carrying around on their back and shit. Yeah, so I'm really interested to hear about like uh, this because um, it, it was like a stop motion kind of, right? Yeah, they did a lot of stop motion, a lot of like 
models and stuff like that. And also, yeah, this skeleton thing. It literally was like this torso that they had made with like uh, they could get underneath it and they were puppeting this thing from underneath but it was all made of metal so this thing was like heavy oh my god why did they make it out of metal yeah i don't know and then they got linda hamilton in there and she just did it all with two (laughs) two arms bro she was just lifting you know and why wouldn't you get schwarzenegger to get inside (laughs) the suit yeah i'd be like the only one strong enough to do it get arnold back he's got some more scenes to film that's what i would say (laughs) this was what set it all up and who knows it it did set up for it set up for a franchise Mm -hmm. i mean it did it definitely didn't it wasn't a thing of like the first one ends and like there's no way Mm -hmm. you know it could be it's it's kind of a perfect thing where it's like if this was the only one it's a complete story yeah but it definitely has room for uh, sequels to make a lot of sense yeah for sure Um, and i think the sequels are all i mean like i said i haven't seen all of them but it seems like they kind of keep the thread for a while for a while they 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 definitely lose it at some point but at some point they're just like fuck it whatever dude (laughs) (laughs) um fucking uh, emily clark get her in here yeah (laughs) oh my god is there any interesting stories from like the development of this and stuff yeah a little bit a little bit uh this was james cameron worked a lot with gail ann hurd uh she was a producer and she also did Aliens with him later on. Not a good movie. <laughs> <laughs> I love that movie, man. But the initial outline of the script involved two Terminators being sent into the past. And the first was like similar to Terminator in the film, while the second was made of liquid metal. So the original script had the liquid metal guy already in the, there. The, they just didn't have the tech. They didn't have the tech. And yeah. they didn't have the money. And, mm-hmm. you know, this was James Cameron's kind of first thing. So. Was Liquid Man going to be the Kyle Reese? Or there was going to be Kyle Reese and then Ooh, two Terminators? I bet Kyle Reese was going to be Melty Man. I bet he was going to be fuck? How was he going to fuck his mom? Dude, with his metal dick. You <laughs> make your... Your appendages and anything. But how is he going to impregnate her? Your whole body is sperm. Your whole body is sperm. You're made of jizz. The jizz man. <laughs> um. Wait, okay. All right, keep going. But that returned with the idea of the T-1000 character in mm-hmm. Terminator 2 Judgment Day, which we're about to talk about here in a bit. But first, yeah. Terminator 1, Gail Ann Hurd bought the rights to the Terminator from James Cameron for one whole dollar. Uh, because they were like partners, she just mm. you know she wanted to like make this thing. Uh, she had worked at New World Pictures as Roger Corman's assistant. Uh, she showed interest in the project. She really wanted to do this thing, so Cameron sold her the rights, and yeah, for a whole dollar, with the promise that she would produce. Um, if only if Cameron was to direct it, that was her whole thing. You got to direct this thing. I will produce it. So. She also kind of uh, she has a writer's credit in this as well. She like edit the, edited the script. Um, Wait, so you're saying James Cameron doesn't own any part of the Terminator franchise? Uh, not the first one, not Terminator One. Interesting. He Wait, he clearly dog. owns it, the franchise because he wrote for yeah. every goddamn Terminator IP that followed. Yeah, and they were homies. I'm sure she was like cut him a break or something at some point. So basically, like, she had the power to make the movie happen, and so that was kind of why? Yeah, yeah, because she was working really heavy with Roger Corman people and all that. Mm -hmm. She had, like, deep ties, you know, uh, 80s L.A. Right. Uh, The real battlefield, the real bombed-out apocalypse, (laughs) 80s Los Angeles. But, uh... (laughs) So Cameron stated that she didn't really 
write it so much because when you see the movie, mm-hmm. she's credited. It's written by James Cameron and Gail or mm-hmm. Ann Hurd. He says like she kind of didn't. She she gave some like edits and stuff, mm-hmm. but whatever. You know, we're talking yeah. about. You got the movie made. It's politics, so. yeah. Yeah, it's all politi- po- political shit. So, yeah, then the script was picked up. She pitched it to John Daly, chairman and president of Hemdale Film Corporation. And Daly and his executive vice president and head of production, Derek Gibson, became executive producers on the project. And it's funny. There's a story about his pitch, James Cameron pitching this to these guys at the studio. And uh, he wanted his pitch for Daly to finalize the deal and had his friend Lance Hendrickson, Lance Hendrickson, who's an actor who was an Aliens, bunch of other stuff. He was this big time like 70s and 80s actor and for a while after that. But he had Lance Hendrickson show up to the meeting early, dressed and acting like the Terminator, like Dev's doing right now <laughs> for the podcast. Basically, he shows up like Dev, like as the Terminator, and he just sits there in a chair and like doesn't say anything. And they're like, who the fuck are you? You know, and he's like like James Cameron's friend, whatever. He did like the whole thing. And then James Cameron comes in and is like, ah, this could be a movie. You know? <laughs> this guy, we could make a whole movie out of this. <laughs> and they were like, yeah, yeah. I agree. You know, wait, wait, did a big line of blow. I, wait, I'm, I'm, I'm not following the timeline here. So Lance Hendrickson burst into the room to pitch this to the uh, guys at Hemdale Film Corporation. Oh, okay. But James Cameron has already had it written. Yeah, he's oh, already written. Okay, but this yeah, is yeah. this is part he's of their idea it. for the pitch. Yes, Gail Ann Hurd has picked up the project mm. and she has contributed mm. to getting it made, and she wants to pitch it to Hemdale. Mm. And James Cameron is going there to Hemdale to pitch it, and he sends Lance Hendrickson in before him, ah. dressed as the Terminator. Ah, and he's sitting down doing like the whole Terminator thing, and then James Cameron walks to the door and is like, actually. Did he I'm ever done? Did he point I, it at him? I, like, I, I would ask everyone to leave my office. Like, what? <laughs> yeah. Why did uh, this is miraculous that this didn't get shut down immediately? <laughs> Call security. <laughs> it was the 80s. Yeah, it was the 80s. They were like, You want some of this blow? Um, <laughs> and apparently he was wearing like a leather jacket, like fake cuts on his face. And they said he had like gold foil on his teeth for some reason and shit. He went all out with this shit. It, 80s people are weird, man. There's a lot of cocaine going around. A lot of uh, self-tapes, you know. Uh, I mean, there's a lot of self-tapes now, but self-tapes back in the day were even sadder. You 80s know? people are weird. That is, <laughs> just go on t-shirt. Um, okay, keep going. So, yeah, that worked. I mean, they were like, yeah, we love this shit. We love that you intruded on our uh, office today, and this was a really great thing that you've done here. And, um, <laughs> and they were impressed by the script, and, you know, <laughs> clearly James Cameron's past passionate about this thing. I don't know who this guy is, but let's give him a $6.2 million movie. So in late 1982, <laughs> Daly agreed to back the film with help from HBO and Orion. Like wait, you do. Wait, what? Yeah. yeah. How yep. old is HBO? Oh, old. it's old. old. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not Because they were a distributor before they yeah. got into the anything else game, the exhibitor game. Yeah. Mm, yeah, because I know, because Oz wasn't until the 90s, so... Yeah. Yeah. So that's before then they were just oh they were the home box office. Oh, yeah, yeah man. it's the movies that, yeah, TV. Okay, yeah. Where if you stayed up late enough, there was gonna be porn. <laughs> you know? That's our guarantee. <laughs> no wonder Arnold hung dong in this. It was HBO. Oh my god. So yeah, aside from Hemdale, uh, Pacific Western Productions, Eurofilm Funding, and Cinema 84 have been credited as production companies as well. 
And yeah, they just got to work. They got to work making this thing. Stan Winston and his crew came on board. They made the robot. It was six foot two with over 1,000 moving chrome parts for the part where his skin was off. Oh, wow. And that was the one that they were puppeting. Five guys were just puppeting this six foot two robot, just a behemoth of a fucking. That had to be hellacious. Wow. Um, How heavy was it? It was, I don't know, but it was 6'2 with a thousand moving <laughs> chrome parts. I imagine it was heavy. Yeah. But uh, this is the funny part. No Arnold, <laughs> Arnold trained with guns extensively, he says, practicing firing weapons ambidextrously, stripping them down, reassembling them blindfolded, the whole thing. And I, it just... It, it wasn't necessary, in my opinion. <laughs> like he doesn't use these weapons that you know accurately at all. <laughs> but really? so, yeah, not really, man. Like there's a, the police station scene where he's going through killing everyone. He has a shotgun, a pump shotgun on one hand, and assault rifle in the other. Just like just <laughs> dual wielding these things, like very heavy weapons. And it makes sense. He's a robot. He's a robot, you know. But it's not like the most accurate depiction. Sure, of right? Yeah, you could have just done this without the. Tra- yeah, and Soldier of Fortune magazine uh, gave him an award for like you know most accurate depiction of the weapons that he was using. Soldier Which, of Fortune magazine's also not a real publication, right? What? Right. I don't think Soldier- the guys that run Soldier of Fortune <laughs> know how to use guns either because it was uh, ma- it was written by a grifter. How dare uh, you? Who? How fucking dare you, dude? Soldier of Fortune magazine was the magazine that covered all the war efforts. It was made famous in uh, Vietnam. They had some interesting opinions about those war efforts. They had some, <laughs> they had yeah. some interesting takes on Rhodesia. Uh, let's just say, yeah. uh, I wouldn't know if I trust their reporting too, too much. <laughs> well, but it's like top I ten mean, guns you know, that are great for genocide. We'll get into that on uh, Magazine History of History of Magazines. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> the history of guns. But uh, but James Cameron, he shot this thing like guerrilla style too, like out in L.A. streets, no permits. Really? Type of shit. Yeah. Six million dollars, so you can get a yes, permit. That's what I'm saying. And like Arnold Schwarzenegger <laughs> said, he was in his hotel one night. He got a call at 3 a.m. James Cameron's like, put on the leather jacket, put on the sunglasses, come to set right now. And he had to go film a scene at like 3 a.m. because James Cameron was just there illegally. And this whole thing was like, just shoot until the cops come, man. Like, <laughs> We spent all of our money on this metal thing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Basically, we we got Sam Winston. The $6 million man. This, literally. We have $200,000 left for the rest. <laughs> and that is allocated to cocaine already, so. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. And the role of Terminator, like I said, it was almost given to a few other guys. One guy was also Mel Gibson. <laughs> <laughs> but they didn't feel like he was the right guy. Like, and Mel Gibson didn't even feel like he was the right guy for this. There were a few people who were like, "I don't think you're looking for me. Like, mm-hmm. I think you're looking for someone way bigger and scarier." You know? <laughs> One big scary guy they did look at though was OJ Simpson. The oh gosh. <laughs> oh yes, that's right. OJ actually... was going to be Terminator. Do you know why they didn't pick him? Because he was too sweet. Mm-hmm. They were like, <laughs> "We can't, uh, we can't buy that he'd be a killer." Yeah, <laughs> no one really the reason he's a killer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what up to the world dude his twitter's gold let's be honest man in the comments oh my god every tweet he releases you just it's look just at all the retweets and murder yes, it's just what? like oh oh oj you really got away with that tweet you know like it's always just <laughs> <laughs> you really stabbed that tweet 
a uh, hundred times and almost beheaded it and uh, her boyfriend. Anyway, so they, yeah. but yeah, OJ didn't get it. He was just too charming. He's not a killer, yeah. you know. Who would buy and, that? Uh, <laughs> so, not a yeah. jury, that's for sure. They went with Long Dong Arnold. Arnold showed up to the audition naked, and they were like, we got our guy. Like, <laughs> he just showed up to the audition naked and just unfurled it, you know, let everyone see it. Did, did James Cameron, like, request him? Or, like, is, uh, Arnold's agent was like, hey, you know how there's only, like, five roles every decade that you could qualify for? Yeah. We have one of those for That's you. That's basically it. That was more like it. Yeah. This was, because, uh, like I said, they were looking at a lot of, like, big stars, you mm-hmm. know. But, yeah, that was kind of the thing. It was like, and he was probably, he was cheaper. To, at the time, you know, mm, then yeah. like uh, fucking Mel Gibson, you know, yeah, I mean, no. he's, but yeah. You only got $6 million. Exactly. Yeah. Now, and we already spent the, five if, on the robot. <laughs> and the other millions on the cocaine. So who's going to do this for free? <laughs> if the character was supposed to go back in time to kill Hollywood studio executives, I think Mel Gibson would be a great choice. <laughs> <laughs> I think he would go back in time and just be Hitler, but uh, <laughs> but he would, yeah, he would take that. James Cameron was like already a nightmare. Second film, I guess I can kind of imagine him being a nightmare, being on this like his second film ever, and it's this huge, you know, six point five million dollar budget thing. But uh, the crew made T-shirts that they would wear on set that said, "You can't scare me. I work for James Cameron." <laughs> and apparently, he was already like, <laughs> he was awesome. already a great guy to work for at this time. Uh, and he also married Linda Hamilton later on, by the way. Yeah, fucking jacked Linda so Hamilton. But uh, <laughs> there's one woman who could tolerate him that worked. Yeah, it's because she could beat the shit out of him. <laughs> she could just tolerate him because he knew she could fucking put him in a headlock and put his ass to sleep. That's all. <laughs> That's but, how uh, they made love. She would uh, autoerotic asphyxiate him with her biceps. It's a miracle we didn't lose good old James Cameron, good old Jimmy in the '80s from that. Wait, wait, but didn't he marry someone off Titanic? Uh, yes, he also married, yeah, later on he married someone off Titanic. And, and all three of them are still married? Uh, they're all still married to him. Yeah. They all still live with him. You know, he's he's married six people by now that all live in his house with him. Uh, <laughs> I could just see him showing up to, like, Sylvester Stallone's house to write Rambo, and he's like, yeah, I've been dating Linda Hamilton, she chokes the fuck out of me every night, man, I swear. She, just, she like, nearly kills me every night. It's pretty great. <laughs> Sylvester's like, yeah, I worked out with her a few times. She's a beast. <laughs> she beat me in an arm wrestling contest. Anyway, exterior, exterior, jungle, Vietnam, uh, morning. So I was thinking Rambo comes around from a tree and just stabs the guy in the throat, you know? Like blood, a lot of blood. A lot you put of that blood. part in there. And then he just got a machine gun and blah, blah, boom, 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 boom. Uh, write that into the dialogue. <laughs> Did you, you think, write that you down? think Cameron was like, hey, you should take some notes on how to handle that weapon from good old Arnie? He's well trained. <laughs> oh, <laughs> like, oh yeah, yeah. One hand for the shotgun, one hand for the assault <laughs> rifle. I got this. It's like, no, nah, I'm going to use a bow and arrow. That's going to be my thing. James Cameron was working with Arnold and Sylvester through the like mid '80s, and Bill Paxton was working with Arnold and Jim Cameron through the mid '80s. It was just like this group of like oddly paired steroidy guys and actors and nerdy directors. <laughs> it was just a cocaine club. <laughs> it was just coke club. <laughs> yeah, 
but yeah, this thing, it, it did all right. Uh, Terminator 1 definitely did all right. <laughs> On its opening week, uh, it played at 1,005 theaters, and it grossed $4 million on its opening weekend. Wow. Owens yeah. made its budget back in that weekend. Yep, That's crazy. in one weekend. And if you put that through the old inflation calculator, that is $11 million these days that it made back. So basically, the budget was 17 It made 11 mm-hmm. in modern-day money. Yeah, and I mean, um, this isn't a big studio film. Like, right. this is like a relatively like indie dar. Yeah, not an indie darling, but like it's like you know it's it's a it's, it's smaller. Yeah, yeah for it's sure. A lower budget action so Ryan, movie. Ryan, you know, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, and this was it made it number one at the box office that weekend, and it remained at number one. It did one of those things where it just kept number one, one after the other, one weekend. You know, every weekend it opened, it would make like four million dollars a weekend, basically, and uh, finally lost its number one spot to uh in the third week of running to oh god you devil which was a movie in the 80s um <laughs> yeah sounds oh god, like god you devil sounds like an 80s movie yeah yeah so uh <laughs> cameron noted that terminator was a hit relative to its market which is between the summer and christmas blockbusters but it's better to be a big fish in a small pond than the other way around. Mm. So, yeah, this thing opened in, like, a dead season. Cool, and like made September. all this money. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Which, you know, that's awesome. Yeah, I mean, good, good move. Way to go. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's why he's the he's the master. That's why he makes all that moolah, you know. But uh, Terminator 1 went on to gross $38.3 million in the U.S. and Canada and $40 million in other territories, other, you know, across the across the seas, for a total worldwide of $78.3 million, which is $180 million, something like that. Like, that's, yeah. So he made, they made the money back. It was a hit. This was definitely, this guy knows what he's doing. The Piranhas 2 guy <laughs> and the big guy with the muscles, they got something going. They got a good idea going there. Um, the guy with the bitey fish and the guy with the big biceps. <laughs> Was okay. So, what year was Terminator One? Terminator One was nineteen eighty four. That's when it came out. Okay, wow. So, Terminator Two was that was ninety one. That was 91. a while after. Did he do anything in between there? Or yeah, you wrote okay. Rambo, man. Rambo. Oh, that's First right. Blood Two. That's right. But he did some other stuff as well. Uh, he did Aliens. Yeah, he directed oh. a bad movie. <laughs> yeah. Go ahead, Sean. Go ahead. Say it in the mic. It's trash. <laughs> So after after the uh, after the the box office bomb that was Aliens, yeah, uh, they were like, uh, "Fuck, does he want to take another stab at the, what, something that worked? Yes, something let's that do, actually made money. Something that made money, and this time we can put like an annoying ass kid in it. You know? <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. He wait, was good. wait, the kid was good. So go go ahead, Def. I was just gonna say, I would think that it would be maybe a studio's suggestion about how to do Terminator Two different because. The lead, or, you know, I would argue that Arnold is one of the leads, but if not the lead of Terminator 1, and he's the villain. That character's the villain. So what do we do? We take the most popular character, or one of the most popular characters, and we turn him into the hero. And we said, you know what'll make even more money? Put this naked man there and make everybody love him and create some other villain versus, you know, you know, you just keep reiterating Arnold comes back as another Terminator, as another villain. You know what I mean? Like, I think, I don't know how much, I I wonder how much of that was James and then how much of that was like, hey, if you really want to make some money, do it this way. If you haven't picked up on it yet, we're going to be talking about Terminator 2 Judgment Day now. So, Terminator 2 Judgment Day. Um, 
but yeah, the kid was annoying, but he was also good. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> like I said, both these movies are great for different reasons. Don't get me wrong, but Terminator Two is definitely, in my opinion, like I said, the Disneyfication of the Terminator franchise. In this one, it's still pretty brutal, isn't it? No, he uses non-lethal tactics through the, because John Connor asks him not yeah, to kill anyone. Come on, man! It's <laughs> like don't kill anybody. Okay. But then, but, he's like, but the other guys, the little so slippery, slippery slush is yeah, yeah. He, he's melty guys murdering, yeah. and in like real weird ways. <laughs> he's got like pointy finger, goes through the brain, you know. Um, <laughs> he's got real pointy fingers and shit. But yeah, I. Any, we'll get into it, but yeah. uh, the best part of this movie, in my opinion, is Robert Patrick for sure. T one thousand, hands down. Uh, not only because he was the one to show his dick in this one, you know, <laughs> no Arnold dick in this one, by the way, but uh, this was where all the meltiness began. He's the hot, gooey, melty guy, T-1000, <laughs> fresh out of the oven, you know. <laughs> uh, t- so talks of a follow-up, The Terminator, arose following its release. Immediately, people were like, this should have a sequel. But its <laughs> development was stalled because of technical limitations of the vital computer-generated imagery that it would require, and also legal issues with the original producer, Hemdale Film Corporation. They said they owned it. You can't make a sequel without us. They controlled half of the franchise rights in 1990 at the time, and Coralco Pictures wanted it so bad, they just bought it. They bought it from Hemdale. They're like, fine. Why didn't Hemdale we'll want to do a sequel? I... Maybe they did. They might not have had the money, man. Mm. I, they might have. It seems I haven't. I haven't heard of Hemdale ever since. Right. You know. Yeah. I don't really. They might have just gotten like absorbed into someone else at some point. But um, Coralco was like a big daddy. You know. Uh, I have not heard of Coralco. Are they, yeah. are they something else now? Ooh, shit! I should have <laughs> done more Coralco pictures. <laughs> so wait, hang on. At what point in this timeline did James Cameron decide that he wanted to make Spider Man? And, and cast uh, Nicolas Cage or Michael Jackson or whatever. Oh, I don't know about that story. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, that was that was another... Uh, that's another Cameron tidbit. I know he was gung-ho on making a Spider-Man live-action film adaptation. Interesting. And, but, again, it was just like the technology wasn't there at the time. So they had to scrap that and, I guess, make Terminator 2. Wow. <laughs> um, Interesting. Huh. Pretty sure that started to. the curse of the yeah, Spider-Man. Yeah, Nick Cage movies. was going to be Spider-Man. No, he, he was going to be uh, he was going to be Superman. Yeah, Michael Jackson was going to be Spider-Man. <laughs> Wait, James Cameron's <laughs> James Cameron Spider-Man films. There is a wiki. Um, My God, shit. could you imagine if fucking Spider-Man moonwalked behind the Green Goblin? Oh my God! Amazing. Oh, it was going to be DiCaprio. Really? I think what? so. I'm pretty That's sure. That's not Michael Jackson. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, it was good. Star Leonardo DiCaprio. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whoa. Uh, in 1990, uh, Carlocchio Pictures originally bought <gasps> the rights to Spider-Man from uh, some name I can't pronounce for five million, and we're planning a 50 million budgeted version of the film. Carlocchio then hired James Cameron to Carlocchio. write, direct, and produce, but uh, they wouldn't pay if Cameron. They wouldn't pay if Cameron submitted a script. I guess like they were they like, don't you can't write it. You yeah, we have to write it. You can't. Towards the end of shooting uh, True Lies, Variety carried the announcement that uh, Corlo- Cor- how do you spell it? Corolco Corolco Pictures had received 
a completed screenplay from James Cameron. <laughs> <laughs> this script bore the names James Cameron. Uh, uh. <laughs> um, a bunch of a bunch of people involved, like they want involved in stuff. And Marvel executive, uh, he just like listed a bunch of people he wanted in different roles. And then um, uh, the script text was identical to the one uh, Golan submitted to Columbia Pictures the previous year, with the addition of a new 1993 date. Uh, Cameron, uh, Cameron, Cameron's, uh, star buddy. I I don't know that word. (laughs) Arnold Schwarzenegger was frequently linked to the project as the director of choice. What? Oh, the director's choice for Doc Ock. He oh, wanted, he, he wanted he wanted him to play to Doc, Doc Ock. Ock. Yeah. Wow. Sorry, my dyslexia is making it very hard to Can read. Imagine live. if Arnie, Arnold was Spider Man. <laughs> Months later, James Cameron submitted an updated forty-seven page uh, script of an alternate story. Um, uh, the uh, scriptment told the Spider-Man origins, but used uh, variations on the comic book characters. Uh, yada yada yada. Let's get to the part where they. That's crazy. This. Interesting. Um, uh, the story would climax with a battle atop the World Trade Center and had Peter Parker Oops. revealing his identity to, to, to Jane. Um, to, 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 okay, let's get to the part where this uh, doesn't happen. Um, it's because the tech wasn't there. Wait, really? Yeah. Yeah. They, it was just they. Yeah, the CGI technical mm, limitations, whatever, right. it just wasn't. It wasn't it's up just to snuff. Be massive. Mm-hmm. But yeah, DiCaprio was almost. Wow. Peter Parker. Wow, interesting. Man, and you that know who DiCaprio's very close friend is? Toby McGuire. <laughs> who did get Spider-Man. Yeah. Inception yeah. does work. It's yeah. not See? It's not Jack is not a time traveler. Leonardo DiCaprio is a time traveler. Yeah, I think Leonardo DiCaprio and James Cameron are time travelers. I'm pretty convinced of it by now. Kevin Spacey would have been Norman Osborn. Perfect. Um, Bill Paxton as someone called the burglar. Awesome. Awesome. <laughs> Michael Doug's Michael Douglas is Jojo Jameson. <laughs> Jojo, J, J Jonah Jameson. He must've like, dude, he must've met Bill Paxton on Terminator one and just been like, I love this. You dude. sir are going to be my new star. Like, I love you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That Arnold Schwarzenegger as doc. Ock. I mean, look, I'm here for it. Let's All go he back got and... to be was Mr. Freeze. <laughs> Maybe one of the Terminator movies is a Terminator going back in time to make sure that that movie does happen you know <laughs> that but would yeah. be that'd be an interesting maybe future episode canceled films canceled films films that were gonna happen mm-hmm. for sure i'm down with yeah, that because yeah. there's also yeah there's there's a george miller uh almost did a justice league movie oh my god that was completely cast the Whoa. script was done it was ready to go and i don't remember what stopped it from happening interesting but it was like they were like days away from shooting like Holy they were shit. like days away from starting dude let's do maybe it. they oh. realized uh hey this is a justice league movie and we shouldn't do this <laughs> <laughs> exactly uh, it would have been like in 2007 it would have wow. been like i think yeah i don't know why what happened but the cast was great too well, cancel canceled films one, one of these days we'll do a canceled film episode yeah. um but uh okay so yeah, so i guess caraco the spider-man thing falls through and in 1990 they're like well let's just do terminator again <laughs> <laughs> they're like ah oh, fuck oh fuck let's just do terminator just i make guess one of the most successful action films ever <laughs> yeah yeah let's do that instead and so they bought the rights from hemdale and uh, production immediately began. Uh, Schwarzenegger, Hamilton, they all come back. Cameron comes back. Principal th- photography begins in October 1990 and lasts until March 1991. 
and its visual effects uh, its visual effects saw breakthroughs in computer generated imagery including the first use of natural human motion for a computer generated character and the first partially computer generated <laughs> main character at oh. the time of its release with a budget of 94 to oh shit sorry you were going to guess I was going to guess oh. 85 94 to 100 it was the range they gave him was from 94 to 102 million dollars in 1990 shit. which everything in 1990 is just double so basically this is uh anywhere from 190 to 200 million dollars modern day that's money. insane yeah they're like here you go boop <laughs> um and this was it was the most expensive movie ever made at the time what <laughs> yes really yep so we should have a drinking game i guess on <laughs> film history where every time james cameron makes the most expensive movie ever made take a sip because it happens a fucking lot all throughout the 90s and now (laughs) pretty much every movie in succession (laughs) yeah yeah pretty much everything that he does is the most expensive thing ever made and makes the most money take that fucking cocaine man (laughs) Dennis Hopper yeah take that Dennis Hopper take that Koss Kevin Costner with your water movie. <laughs> this is five years earlier. Way more expensive. Dude, the producer of this movie, Mario Casar, gave Arnold a $17 million Gulfstream to do the movie, to bring him back. He wow. gave him a jet. He didn't want to do it? I mean, he probably did, but he was also like, I'll I also give you a jet. Yeah. A jet. <laughs> Cocaine, let's be honest. <laughs> um, dude, I will give you a fucking jet, whether you want to do it or not. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I got cocaine on the jet. <laughs> I got coke on the jet, man. It's yours. But <laughs> they're on the jet, and he's trying to talk Arnold into it, and Arnold's like, yeah, maybe. That sounds good. He's like, all right, fine. Take this jet. Take it. <laughs> if you want to do this movie, take this jet. It's like, okay. Uh, so filming, filming of this thing took 171 days between October 1990 wow, and March 28th. Yeah, it was a long movie. So long that Edward Furlong visibly aged during the shoot of this movie. Wait, really? Yeah. He like got older. His voice started changing. He was getting shit. taller and shit. They were having to put him in like hoodies and beanies to like cover up his mustache <laughs> and they're, like, shit. Stunting his growth. Yeah. Yeah. They're like squashing him back down. James Cameron's just like put him back in the compressor. We need him as a kid. It's time for your compression therapy. <laughs> Remove some of his spinal cord, you know. Uh, <laughs> the IMDb description of this one is fun as well. <clears throat> Can you do it in an Arnold accent? Oh, man. I'll try. Over 10 years have passed. That's terrible. I'm just going <laughs> to abandon it at once. <laughs> no is the answer to that question. No is the answer to that question. Over 10 years have passed since the first machine called the Terminator tried to kill Sarah Connor and her unborn son, John, the man who will become the future leader of the human resistance against the machines, and this is my favorite part of this description, is now a healthy young boy. such a healthy young boy uh however another terminator called the t-1000 is sent back through time by the supercomputer skynet this new terminator is more advanced and more powerful than its predecessor and its mission is to kill the healthy young boy john connor (laughs) when he's still a healthy little kid just so healthy and floppy haired however 
Sarah and John do not have to face the threat of the T-1000 alone. Another Terminator, identical to the same model that tried and failed to kill Sarah Connor in 1984, is also sent back through time to protect them. Now, the battle for tomorrow has begun with healthy young boys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm sure you could have already imagined what this thing's about. Sarah Connor, she's given birth to John and is raising him in the burbs, and she's always watching over her shoulder for the Terminator and shit, and uh, eventually she gets thrown in a loony bin because she tries to blow up a computer factory because they're part of the, you know, a part of the thing, man, I'm telling you. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> they're like, yeah, yeah, go in here, lady. And sure enough, man, Terminator shows up, and this time he's new and improved, Robert Patrick, and he's just fucking kill-ready, Melty, you know, again, hot. They're all hot, let's be honest. <laughs> they can't make ugly robots. No, there's no ugly Terminators. You want, I, I want you to want to fuck these robots. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, I imagine I imagine there's like, there's this guy, he's like this really eccentric, like tech billionaire or whatever, yeah. and he's pitching to investors. It's like, imagine if you would, robots that you want to fuck. That you want to fuck, but they want to kill you. <laughs> they will kill you. It is... You might let them kill you. It is dichotomy of doom and life. <laughs> they want to fuck, but they kill. But they kill. And they fuck. And they fuck. And they've got big dicks. <laughs> um, and the guy in the 80s, again, just big line of blow. He's like, yeah, 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 dude, yeah. But uh, <laughs> The murder sex bots. Murder sex bots, dude. So this one starts out again. 2029. <laughs> By the way, I don't know. Do you guys? I love these fucking scenes. Oh yeah, the future scenes. The future scenes are so rad. Like bombed out LA, mm -hmm. robot shit is all over mm -hmm. the place. Shooting big, like ATAT looking things are just annihilating mm -hmm. everyone. And Have you guys uh, experienced the ride at Universal? No, I never went on it, man. It's incredible. Yeah. I don't think it's there anymore. Yeah, here at least. No, it's still in Florida. Florida. It's still in Florida. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah, we got to take. I a trip did the. Um, I did. This was separate from like the 4D experience, right? No, 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 no. I'm talking 4D. about the, the 4D experience. Yeah. Okay, where the yeah. dude like comes out on stage yes. with the shotgun. Yes. Yes. Oh, yes. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. Yeah. That's dope. the shit. Maybe I yeah. didn't see that as a kid. It's just Dev. And it's just Dev yeah, right yeah, now yeah, with yeah. that shotgun. <laughs> <laughs> I'll ride out on my motorcycle. <laughs> if, if you're if you have access to Universal in Florida, go. It is fucking awesome, and it's probably the most time you get to spend in that version of the future. Because yeah. Salvation went in a different direction. So if you were like are a big fan of that version of the future, oh. this ride is the best you the best experience you have. It's, it's like an alternate story. Type um, of shit? Yes. So it's okay. like there we can get into this in the end. They have done Terminator three like five times. There uh, are five Terminator threes. Oh, there's Terminator wow. three. Yeah. There's the Sarah Connor Chronicles. Yeah. There's the Ride, okay. and then there's uh, Dark Fate that just came out. All of those are technically Terminator three. Dude. None of them are in the same timeline. Wow. <laughs> so okay. they have tried a lot to make a sequel to Terminator two, and they have failed every time. Damn. I don't love that. But, but... the Ride is one of the best Terminator threes there All is. Right. So All if you right. if you want. Want a Terminator three? That's really good. That ride is. is, is I love the story of the Waterworld ride too. So fucking Waterworld. You guys think that that's uh, why there's so many versions of John Connor? 
It's because they kept going back in time to fuck his mom, back and each time, time it comes out with a different <laughs> Connor. It was just everybody that wanted to go back and fuck Linda Hamilton. So the Connorverse. <laughs> yeah. Dude, by the way, Linda Hamilton will still beat your ass. Like, oh, she's yeah. She's still ripped mm-hmm. fucking shreds, bro. She looks like she'll she'll kick Mike Tyson's ass. And she is so dope in this movie. Yeah. Yeah. Like, MT2, I, I, yeah. Mm-hmm. Terminator 2. Yeah, she's amazing. She puts on a fucking clinic for acting. Mm-hmm. It's cool because throughout the whole movie in Terminator 2, what I really liked, and this is one of the things James Cameron really does female characters very well, in mm-hmm. my opinion. And that's one thing, I don't think you can call any of his movies, like, misogynist. Like, this dude mm-hmm. always gives... Like, she technically gets out of the loony bin on her own yeah, if you I watch love the movie scene. It's, it's, they don't one break of my her out scenes, yeah. when they show up to break her out she's already out yeah. she's already like stabbed people with syringes yeah. and shit you know like beat that the was pretty shit dumb. out of an entire staff that was yeah, sick sick man. dude and yeah. you know I, ever said i never forgot that scene because i from then on even as a little kid i was like shit if i'm ever in a situation where there's some drano <laughs> And a syringe, and, and a I gotta needle. defend myself. I know I can. Luckily, that's do on that. every corner of Florida. So. <laughs> Bro, that's what we drink in the morning for breakfast. <laughs> and I love, I, I love where her character's at in this. Like she yeah. like went through something super traumatic, and obviously no one believes her. Right. And so it's like, yeah, she's just she's just jacked and in crazy jail. It start. It introduces her character in this movie with her doing pull ups in the loony bin, just like some like sweaters mm-hmm. together, and just fucking. So I, hammered, I I saw Terminator 2 before I saw Terminator 1. Okay. I saw Terminator 1 years later. Yeah. I had never seen that. I had only seen Terminator 2. And it, it took me a while to realize I was the same person. Yeah. Like, yeah, I, yeah, it yeah. took me a while to this realize was, that this uh, is the same. It's the same actress, too. Yeah. It, like, she looks totally different. It's movie star treatment. Mm-hmm. You know, Arnold looked different, too. Arnold yeah. wasn't as big for Terminator 2. If you notice, <laughs> he, like, lost a little weight. He got a little bit more ripped. Well, he didn't he did hang down. toning it down yeah. in the 90s. Yeah. 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 Well, and technically, I mean, it's again, a different I, robot. That's, you know? yeah. that's a studio thing. I be, I'm right. sure that, that his agent and management was like, look, I'm trying to get you roles, but you're just like you're too big, too fucking big. Like <laughs> there's only so big. many roles for doors. Yeah. <laughs> like, like the just doors, the, the doors. <laughs> just lay back on the D ball for like just one year. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, this one starts out again. Like I said, in 2029. A grown-ass, battle-scarred, healthy John Connor <laughs> looks over a battlefield with all the futuristic robots and soldiers all shooting each other. Just skulls everywhere, dude. There's so many skulls in, in Terminator 1 and Terminator 2. I would love to hear, like, the skull count. Like, Stan Winston made, like, 2,000 skulls for these movies. There's even, like, scenes that don't make sense. Like, there's a 1,000 skulls on a playground. And it's like, oh, how many yeah. fucking people were in that playground? <laughs> like, bomb it, you know? How many children were there? Yeah. <laughs> how many? kids are on this playground dude like that's a lot you know they're just like stacked on top of each other they're having like their weekend food truck rally there bro (laughs) (laughs) and where are their spines where are their pelvises where are anything else but the skull is just a bunch of severed heads at a playground i guess when this bomb hit is what i'm kind of picking up here but uh (laughs) so they explain in this one that In August of 1997, Skynet became self-aware and shot a missile at Russia. So Russia did what they always did in the 80s, and they just bombed the shit out of everything, right? Just fucking, we shot one missile over there at them, or Skynet did it, making it look like America did it. And Russia just bombed us, just to fucking uh, oblivion, you know? And um, 
So yeah, basically that. And then it flashes back to 1991. Yeah. Was this where they had the iconic scene of the kids getting melted on the playground? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. This is that one. Yeah, that's the one. That's the one with the playground where it's like... We saw how many kids were on the playground. <laughs> there were Not three. that many. Yeah. And they all had bodies attached <laughs> to heads. I distinctly remember whenever that scene would come on, whenever it would show the uh, the nuclear blast, <clears throat> I always had to turn the TV down because it would just blow your speakers oh, yeah. out. It was so <laughs> yeah. fucking loud. And, you know, you always – whenever you were young, you had – that one friend whose dad had like the whole home theater set up, you know, who would just get off to like the THX, you know, opening the whatever. And, and I had uh, that friend, his dad had the whole like setup, you know, that he had like the, the 50 inch big screen DLP projection TV and like nice. the, the tower surround sound on either side. And he would just like put on the loudest movies he could find. Yeah. And I just, We'd be like three rooms over, and he's just blasting Terminator Two like full volume. You know, I, I like this like guy. I want to hang out with this guy. Uh, I think his dad died, but damn, I'll hang out with his skeleton. He bled. He bled out of his ears and died. <laughs> he melted his own brain. He turned on the TV one day, and that scene played, and it was it, it came it, right through the TV. It just like yeah, it was real life. But, um, yeah, we'll get into that scene. It's very interesting. There's some interesting stuff about that. Really? About that scene? Yeah, cool. yeah. Most accurate depiction of a nuclear bomb. They dropped a real bomb on <laughs> yeah, Los they Angeles. they dropped a bomb. James Cameron was like, uh, Let's well, start over. That. <laughs> James Cameron had his 150 core extras there that day. You know? <laughs> <laughs> they like, were like, no, we don't need permits for this, right? <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. You don't need permits for that. Just Russia. <laughs> so, yeah. Back to 1991 L.A., somewhere in the parking lot of an old biker bar, the lightning shows back up. And boom, guess who it is? Naked Arnold again. But no dick. No dick in this one. He doesn't show his penis. Uh, but he walks into the biker bar all naked. and Which is it, funniest reaction ever to me whenever he walks into this bar. Because he's walking in and all these women are like, ooh, ooh, he's naked. And it's like, they would be screaming. Like, oh, yeah, yeah. like what is happening? <laughs> like, this huge naked man. I would immediately going through the back exit dude like there's no way I'm staying here for whatever the fuck this is about to be this I is bet. definitely this is not gonna end not well not gonna end well this and I'm not gonna fight that walked dude. over from the abbey <laughs> when he walks into that bar and like the music stops and like everybody turns and looks I don't care if you're a guy or a girl every person in that bar is thinking who is this motherfucker gonna rape first? Yeah, like, <laughs> no doubt about and, it. And when can it be me? <laughs> <laughs> just a just the the bodybuilder of America walks into a bar naked, dong out, and everyone's just like, "Oh, whoa, this is a little weird," you know. And the women are like, "Who? What you cooking? Well, Good looking, you know?" Like <laughs> the nineties are also a weird time. They were a weird time. So. Uh, so he's walking through the bar and he's like scanning people. He's like scanning all the dudes in the bar with his eyeball. You know, he's like. He would have got a much different reaction if it was a biker bar in West Hollywood. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they wouldn't even have noticed him. <laughs> just they would have put him on stage. <laughs> Start tipping him. And he also probably would have got a better reaction. He tells the guy, "I need your clothes, boots, and bike." 
And the guy's like, oh, you don't have to ask me. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And West Hollywood, the guy's like, I don't know what this is, but I like it. Like, here Tell you go. More. Here's everything. I'd <laughs> say no more. <laughs> Just a naked dude in the bar. They're like, what happened? He's like, I gave this huge guy all my clothes and my motorcycle. I don't know why. No, one but, of uh, the uh, <laughs> one of the coolest scenes that really just like you know sets the precedent for who this dude is. The guy he goes up to and asks for his clothes, his keys, and his boots. You know, he he laughs at him and he takes you know a big old pull from his cigar and he burns it right on his oh, chest. Yeah. And you know, Arnold obviously doesn't flinch. Yeah. You know, and then the guy starts. He's like freaking he's like, out. Oh, like, shit. What the fuck is this? That's when he grabs his hand, throws him through the window to the kitchen, and the dude's like burning on the fucking oh, yeah, griddle. Yeah, yeah, he throws him on a like stove. Yeah, yeah, or a griddle or some shit. Yeah, and then George Thorogood plays. Yeah. It's the coolest movie of all time. Again, so fucking dope. again, though, is that the realistic reaction of a man? Do you burn your cigar out on this man's chest? Like, I don't care who the fuck you think you are or who you even are. He's naked and like the biggest bodybuilder in the world. Like, like you're a little bit scared wood? of this man. What if you're a little bit scared? When he pops he, wood. Yeah. yeah, I was like, what if he he's killing him? everyone he's in the bar excited. with his dick? The Australian oh, oak thing. has shown. <laughs> it's completely backfired bar- on me. <laughs> the bartender stops him. He's like, if that man gets hard, we're all dead. <laughs> <laughs> Bad to the bone. It's, it's, it's bad just to the one bone, interpretation right. away from either a horror movie or a porno. <laughs> oh shit, man! Weird reactions, but anyway, he gets the clothes and the boots and the bike, and he pulls away to some George Thorogood plan. And across town, there's another lightning bolt. <laughs> in a shitty part of 90s LA now which isn't that much better because cops have honestly now it's the Don King time so and uh <laughs> actually I'll jump on my own story here that beating of Don King happened across the street from the biker bar that they filmed at while they were on set one night what yes whoa yeah so LA has not gotten much better <laughs> Honestly, I'll take the 2029 version at this point. There, there, you know. there is a there is a reason why they sent back Caucasian uh, like uh, robots. Yeah. Those robots could have been any race. And they're like, we're gonna we're gonna cause as little problems for us as possible. If a black man showed up naked in that bar, they would have just shot him on sight. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. but like Arnold's allowed. LAPD you know. would have nuked Los Angeles. Would have nuked the bar. Crazy different movie if if Terminator was black sick, and showed dude. up and just Carl started. Weathers. Killing everybody. Carl and Weathers. Like, Jesus. Carl Weathers, 1980. He's about to do fucking Rocky. You know? Fucking, he's. Dude, that would have been so sick. Anyway. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, so, lightning across town. Another naked guy shows up. This time, it's Robert Patrick. Robert Pattinson? Yeah. <laughs> Robert Pattinson. No! <laughs> no! Not Robert Pattinson at all! <laughs> Robert Patrick, the man who who partied with Motley Crue in the eighties, by oh, the really? way, at the Rainbow Bar and Grill. Cool. He was like one of the rainbows. He was one of the uh, he was one of the rainbows, the Hollywood vampire guys. Oh, who, really? Like, yeah, oh, yeah, shit. yeah. He was Dude. one of the rainbows. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That guy got into a lot of shit in the rainbow. But um, that's cool. I had no idea. Yeah, yeah. So he shows up from the lightning, fucking ripped to shreds, of course. 
and you see a little dong. Yeah, you have to like really look for it, but like it's right between his legs. You know, it's like imagine like a superhero pose that like one knee down, mm-hmm. one foot down, and you can just see like under the crack. There's some like you know balls and head. Yeah, you know, yeah. I'm really giving you like a rundown of the <laughs> of the of the genital situation in Terminator Two. But I mean, look, it counts. Yeah, it counts. It counts you know, strong. you see about as much. Yeah. So it's not as Arnold as Arnold's was, but. <laughs> But it's there, you know. It's not a lethal um, weapon, but. <laughs> lethal weapon. I'm too over this shit. Um, <laughs> so, Dev, do you have anything to say about Robert Patrick's dick, or? <laughs> I'll just keep going. So, so Robert Patrick steals this cop's uniform and his car. He like kills this cop. And uh, he starts, this time it's the 90s, so mm. no phone books this time. Mm. He, he gets on the old cop computer, mm. you know, and he's like looking up Sarah Connor. And her address pops up because you can find anybody anywhere from 85 to 95. Uh, you could stalk or kill anyone you wanted to. The cops you know? just know where we live. Oh, yeah, yeah, cool. yeah, yeah. They know where you live. Um, <laughs> <laughs> they just use Amazon Prime, dude. They all know where we live. Jeff Bezos um, knows where I live, dude. <laughs> Jeff Bezos knows us all. So this time, he doesn't type in Sarah, though. He types in John Connor. Mm. Healthy young boy, John <laughs> Connor. And he finds his address, which is even more terrifying. It's like, at least don't have kids' addresses, but they do. And uh, in case the cops need to find him, you know. Uh, in case the cops have anything to talk to him about personally at his house, at his home. Well, doesn't he have an arrest record? Yes, yeah, he, he has does. been in trouble. Yeah. He has been in trouble. He's he's a little shit. You know, he <laughs> likes to steal. But it's understandable. His mom's in a loony bin. Yeah. And his mom has, like, raised him to be, like... The future, you know, you're gonna be the healthiest young boy of them all. Who who's raising? Is it a foster family or is it like his aunt and uncle? It's a foster family. Okay, yeah, because uh, they die. Spoiler alert. Mm-hmm. But yeah, the cops at one point are like, or the Terminator. He's like, your your foster family is dead. Uh, family, they're dead. But <laughs> your family's dead. <laughs> Yeah, his mom. That was Vin Diesel not in any of these remakes. <laughs> for real, man. You can only play a car. <laughs> you might be a robot, but your family. God, that's uh, a crossover I need. Fast and Furious and Terminator. Yeah. <laughs> and so then we like we follow John Connor, and he's he's hanging out with his two bit hustler little friend, you know, and they're like breaking open ATM machines and shit. And uh, he's basically telling his kid friend, like, his mom tried to blow up that computer factory, and she got got, she got shot by the cops at one point, and now she's in the nut house. She's in the loony bin. Uh, so, anyway. <laughs> I mean, she is a domestic terrorist. Yeah, yeah, but. yeah. I mean, look, it, look yeah, I mean, it, it's hard to, it's hard to, it's a hard story to swallow, Sarah. I'm sorry. You know, I, I got to admit here, you went a little fight club there on us. And uh, blew up a computer factory. <laughs> you know, at least it's not prison. Yeah. I mean, the loony bin's yeah. pretty bad, though. I might yeah. rather prison. I don't know. But, uh... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that dude in the loony bin straight licks her. Yeah, yeah. Oh, he yeah, her face oh yeah, that's after right. After her, like, electroshock therapy or right. whatever. Yeah. yeah. But, uh, not John. I, no, well, people lick you in prison without your consent, too. That's so true. I, you know. That is very true. You know what? Anywhere you go without wanting to go to, you're probably going to get your face licked. You know, um, <laughs> if you're going to a location without your consent, your face might get lit. Uh, 
PSA. So anyways, <laughs> John and his buddy, they get some uh, cash out of an ATM. They use, like, you know, mom's uh, computer <laughs> genius, I guess, since she blew up the factory. But uh, John knows his way around computer shit. So he and his buddy are, like, loading computer shit into an ATM and just getting yeah. cash out of it. He fucking takes, like, a Game Boy and plugs it <laughs> into the card machine. <laughs> so dope. Yeah. It was one of my... When I would watch that as a kid, I, I was like, how do I get one of these things? He stole 400 bucks, yeah, 400 bucks. to go to the fucking arcade. $400 with yeah. the mullet kid. $400 in 1991 mullet kid money. If you put that through the inflation calculation, that is $1 million. At least. That is At one Bitcoin. You're a millionaire. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and they, of course, head off to where, where every kid in LA heads at the time, to the Galleria Mall. You know? <laughs> they take 400 bucks to the Galleria Mall to the sickest arcade I've ever seen. Some of that shit looks like it's still there. Some of those, the, the arcades have not changed much. We should we should uh, take a field trip to the <laughs> to Galleria. The <laughs> <laughs> a field trip to the Galleria. <laughs> it's, a, it's a cheap field trip. We could do it. Let's do it. Um, <laughs> I think the show should cover that Six dollars that we made on Acre so far. <laughs> <laughs> so they're at the mall, right? <clears throat> so Robert Patrick shows up. Now in the cop uniform, driving around a cop car, just looking straight up, mm-hmm. just like a cop and uh, a hot cop, you know. <laughs> uh, and imagine hot like a hot cops co- only. Imagine like a hot cop that you've seen his dick. Norm's before. hot cops. Norm's hot cops. <laughs> <laughs> so he shows up. He shows up to the foster parents' house, and he knocks on the door, and he's like, "Hey, uh, I'm looking for uh, John Connor." And they're like, oh, yeah, he lives here, but he's out, like, robbing ATMs with his friend right now. What do you need him for? And he's like, I'm looking for him. And I shit you not. They go, oh, wow, that's weird. Some guy was here earlier on a motorcycle looking for him. And it's like, <laughs> excuse me? concerned about that? <laughs> excuse goes, me? Nah. A giant man on a motorcycle with a leather jacket was looking for our 10-year-old adopted son earlier. And you're a cop, but it's, I'm not going to like tell you about it in like a way that maybe you should look into it. Don't even worry about it. He literally says the words. They say, does this have anything to do with him? And he goes, no, nothing to do with him. This is a separate incident. I have nothing to do with the grown man who was looking for your 10-year-old adopted son earlier. The gigantic man on a motorcycle that was naked in a bar not six hours ago that's not my game i'm looking for him for something different and they're like oh john he gets a lot of visitors you know like the 10 year old on the pegs of his mullet friend's bike it's like does no one ask questions in the 90s is this just accepted uh, norm here grown men just come around looking for kids sometimes i don't know but are you just in our child for sexual purposes or other reasons? Got nothing to do with me, ma'am. I'm looking for him for something different. That guy's probably looking to like do something real weird with him. I'm just looking to kill him, you know? Uh- Maybe his foster parents deserve to get whacked. <laughs> they did. They definitely I mean- had it fucking coming. <laughs> Let's play this out. We don't know. Maybe, you know, they're riding, running like a little side brothel and they just got guys coming over, you know, having their way with good old Johnny boy. And like, he's like, fuck know. this. I'm going to the arcade, bro. Oh, you know, Jeffrey Ep- Epstein was just here earlier. You <laughs> I was know? just about to say, are you one of Epstein's friends too? 
<laughs> I, I just assume all these guys that come around are here from Jeff. You know, I don't know. I don't ask questions anymore. It's not our kid. <laughs> we just look after him. They gave us a jet to take this movie. It was one of Epstein's old ones that he wasn't using anymore. You know, they look, said the we, propellers got gummed up. We adopted a child because we do not care about his well-being whatsoever. <laughs> exactly. We just got saddled yeah, with him. We got this new jet, but for some reason, we just can't get this smell out of the carpets. I don't know what it is. <laughs> There's a handicap sticker on one of the, the, one of the corners. So John's fucking snitch-ass fucking parents tell him, like, oh, yeah, he went to the arcade with his shitty little friend. Like, they're out robbing people and going to the arcade and shit. And he's like, you can find him at the Galleria. He, he just left not too long ago, you know? And the cop's like, thank you very much. <laughs> thank you for that information. Do you always tell this to adults, or is this just for me? Did you Clearly, you told the leather jacket guy where he went as well. So I'm going to have to deal with him when I get there, you know? Even though he has nothing to do with me again. I'm just reiterating that. So uh, so he shows up to the arcade at the Galleria. Mullet friend, totally way better than his parents. Because he asked mullet friend, like, hey, I'm looking for this kid. He's got a... Oh, by the way, they give him a picture of John Connor. They give him a picture the of the kid. Do? The parents yeah. give oh, yeah. the cop a picture of him. And like, in case you need any help finding him, here's a picture of that little shit. I mean, I guess know? they do think they're talking to a cop. But they were just talking to a leather jacket man earlier. How many... They probably gave him a picture, too. Yes, yeah, so I was going to say. It was a different picture, though. <laughs> we just, there's just a stack by the table. They yeah, give it to a stack of photos that they give out to adults that come by looking for them. It's fucking trick or treat. <laughs> it's a fucking headshot that they son. took in the basement. Yeah, <laughs> here's John's photo. It's signed. It's extra. <laughs> <laughs> You'll have to find him for that. You can find him at your nearest ATM with a Game Boy. But, uh, so, so. Uh, so the cop comes in the arcade looking for John, and he shows the picture to Mullet Kid, and Mullet Kid's like, uh, "Never seen him before in my life, bro. Fucking solid Plays kid. It off so solid well. kid. You know this kid has committed a lot of crimes because he knows exactly how to avert the cops. Oh, a lot of a cop, yeah. <laughs> yeah just, that kid just was the shit. Arguably the that hero of this movie. <laughs> that kid was in a salute your shorts. Jake doesn't know about that at all. Maybe not even Sean. Sean you know why? Nope. Dev, do you remember salute, salute your shorts on Nickelodeon? Of course. Yeah. Was it salute your shorts or shit? But wasn't he also in the Sandlot? Oh, maybe. Uh, seems like he'd be a kid no. in the Sandlot. Yeah, yeah. he seems like a kid from the Sandlot. Else. Same era. Yeah, yeah, I bet he was in Sandlot for sure. Which I, I've never seen on purpose because I don't like movies. Oh. I don't like movies about kids. Which I, this is one of the reasons that Terminator Two is so impressive to me is because I love John Connor and normally uh, I hate. There's I, some times where he ruins it for me. <laughs> it's really cool, but there are scenes where it's like, shut up, <laughs> like oh. Aw. You're not cool enough. You got to say hasta la vista. And then the murderous robot who I saw in the first movie break into a woman's home and murder her and her boyfriend with a gun. It's like, hasta la vista. It's like, shut up, dude. Different like, robot. Yeah, it's like if Ted Bundy got out and started making jokes. Everybody's like, look at how cute he is. You know, it's like fucking. <laughs> so, yeah, it's like, also like, another thing to mention in the canon of this. In the first movie, um, the Terminator character went around killing a bunch of people and then disappeared. So the yeah. cops have all these open cases mm. for like, who is this dude in a leather jacket that was just murdering <laughs> a bunch book of people? Killer. And it just goes, it, yeah, it just goes quiet for like several years and then boom, it pops up. Here's now this dude back. again. So now the cops and everybody back. in the town is like, oh shit. 
here's this massive murder. Now we gotta go on this manhunt. Wait. Wait. <laughs> yeah. So the parents were just like, you look oddly similar look to the description odd, yes. of that guy who was murdering yeah. everyone like yeah. 10 years ago. <laughs> Our son went to the ball. No, no, no. He had sunglasses on. We couldn't recognize him. That's when he hadn't gained his humanity yet, which was in the uh, fucking loony bin, which is one of the best scenes in the movie. <laughs> yeah. When the, yeah. yeah. We'll get oh, there. So fucking good, dude. So uh, anyway... T-1000 cop shows up to the arcade. Shoves mullet kid. Shoves <laughs> mullet kid. Out the fucking way. Out of the way. Fucking like, boom. Hey, I think I saw that kid. Shoves him. Yes. Yeah, one kid dimes him out. As a good out. cop does. Yeah, <laughs> as a good cop does, he fucking <laughs> wastes this kid. And so John books it out of the arcade. He finds some, like, back doors. He's running through the back of the mall. You see some parts of the Galleria that you've never seen. It's beautiful. Uh, just <laughs> it looks like a prison. But um, he's back there. And then... Arnold fucking comes around the corner. And at this point, as an audience in the theater in 1991... Oh, you think he's the bad you guy? You think he's a bad guy, too. Right. So it's just like, is this cop guy... But the cop guy killed a cop, so he's not good. Mm. So now Arnold's coming around the corner with his fucking shotgun ready. And it's and like, he goes, is he gonna... That's so cool. I didn't think about that. Yeah. It's in yeah. the, he's carrying it in the box of roses, and there's yes. that dope scene like the mob, like yes. mobbing, and like he crushes the rose as he cocks the fucking leaper on the shotgun. Yes, dude. dude. And then the kid's parents were like, "Did that have anything to do with the guy here with the with the rose box earlier? <laughs> with the long rose box? <laughs> Looking for a ten year old child? <laughs> I would Don't give worry, it flowers. wasn't a rose." It wasn't a rose for your kid. It was just a gun to kill him <laughs> with, you know? Gun. Don't worry. It's nothing weird. It's just murder. Uh, <laughs> it's not like I want to fuck him. <laughs> so, yeah, like Sean says, he comes around the corner and he's just like, get down. And the kid, John, the healthy boy, drops down <laughs> on the ground and just like a fucking, again, just boom, bam, boom. A fucking gun battle happens. Him and T-1000 are shooting at each other. A janitor, of course, just gets like riddled, turned into Swiss fucking cheese. <laughs> that janitor jumped in the middle. Of he did. He literally he jumped in the he middle. He said, get down. And the janitor's like, what? <laughs> like, Jump in the middle of the hallway? <laughs> it looks like fucking Sonny at the toll booth and Godfather at the end of this shit. Like fucking like more holes, more space in his body. Than flesh at this point, but uh, <laughs> so Terminator saves John Connor, and at this point, it's probably like, What the fuck is going on, you know? And uh, anyway, he saves him and he like throws him on the motorcycle and you know, gets him out of there. And he tells him this time he's there to protect him. And John Connor reprogrammed him in 2035 and made him his own personal bodyguard. So he sends him back to 1991 to stop the T-1000 from killing him. He, like, sends his personal bodyguard back to protect his healthy Sick. young boy self. <laughs> yeah. Hold on. I think, so, I think I didn't want to glass over this, but I wanted to point out, you know, he doesn't just jump on the motorcycle. Uh, John Connor's character, yes. young yes. John Connor, jumps on his, Gets on dirt, his dirt bike. bike. Oh, that's and right. Then, one Dude. of the best chase so sequences. It's like so one of the sick. best chase sequences Ever. in Wait, is that the one from the Slushway? Yeah, yes, yeah, yeah. yeah. The yeah. Sick, so dude. fucking yeah. dope. This movie is so dope. So dope. 
There's nothing in Terminator 1 like that Slushway uh, scene. Man, that's because they were... That, this is a $95 million <laughs> true, more yeah. of a budget. Yeah, that's true, yeah. <laughs> that's true, yeah. Dude, yeah. So, he's, by he's, the way, as somebody who rides motorcycles, you gotta give a hell of a fucking credit to uh, young John Connor and his ability to that ride was, that goddamn dirt bike. That was, a, uh, that was a woman And even Arnold. Double. Arnold. Really? So, yeah. I the bike that Arnold drives is almost the same as the bike that I have now. Mine's just a newer yeah. version, but it's the Fuck same yeah. like weight and kind of design. So those things do not fucking handle well. They are designed to be ha- like heavy and fast and go in a straight line. So you got to think he is driving it one handed with a yeah. gun in his other hand, balancing while he's going off road. Like those things are not meant to go in dirt. They're not meant to go over bumps. You lose stability. It's a miracle that that semi didn't run them over yeah. when they were fucking filming this. Did, so, did Arnold do his own sun driving? Yeah, he did a lot of his own sun driving. Wow. All Both the of them. fucking swirling the, the gun too around. close up. Yeah. And I think they had a chase there. car. So I think they the camera was in like the chase car, and then they had the dirt bike, and then the yeah. regular motorcycle, and then the semi behind it. That part where he whips the dirt bike out of the mall in front of the 18 wheeler, and it was like inches away from the bumper. That was a stunt lady who did that. She really? was like a little, and she just fucking ripped that dirt bike, dude. Like, this lady could actually have done this scene in real life, I'm convinced, on that dirt bike. There was some controversy. The whole scene that, is so, so John Connor, I think I mentioned earlier, he was like, I looked up to this kid. He was a role model for yeah. me. John Connor is the reason when I was young that I started growing my hair long and that I started riding dirt bikes. Fuck yeah, dude. I have both of those to credit Terminator yes. 2. I've seen you pull some moves like this on your bike now. That's right. You know, yeah. I, I was following you home the other day, and I saw you whipping in and out of 18-wheelers. Out of the Galleria. Uh, yeah, out, out of the, the Galleria. Galleria. I was playing Top Gun. <laughs> and if you guys don't know the scene we're talking about, at least, at the very least, if you don't watch this movie, go look that up on YouTube. The the Big Mac truck chasing them on the motorcycle and the dirt bike, and uh, they did a lot of their own stunt driving here. I mean... There's a part where a fucking Mack truck smashes through a bridge into the, uh, not the L.A. River, it's the, like the Hunga Wash. It was actually up by Panorama City where I oh, live. Oh, really? Yeah, it was up in the valley. And uh, smashes through this bridge into the fucking river and all this shit. And it's just incredible. There was a scene where he goes under a bridge and the top of the truck rips off. That was not scripted. They were like realized that it wasn't going to fit. So they just sawed the top of the truck off to actually just rip off. Whoa. And that was actually Robert Patrick driving the truck when the fucker ripped off Whoa. the fucking top, dude. Sick. That's, That's so cool. so incredibly dangerous and risky. <laughs> so dangerous, so risky. James Cameron does not this give is the, a There's fuck. that scene right after when, like, you know, after the top rips off and you just see him go, he just, call, he just pops <laughs> right back up and it plays out like, yeah. like yeah. Yes, movie dude. Shit. Yeah, and they, uh... Hit, the Terminator's gun, when he's firing it in that scene, they uh, they took sounds from two cannons. So they would just fire cannons and put that sound in as his gun every Whoa, time he fired it. It's like, it, it's it's action jizz. The CGI is also incredible. Oh, like, it's insane. Up. Yeah, holds no, up so well. Amazing. Better than some movies that are released today. Yeah, still. for sure. T2 CGI 1991, better than... Half the shit out today. That in fucking you know Jurassic Park, I don't know how they did it. 
Yeah, I, I was going to say, Jurassic Park was either 91 or 92, but 92, that was another heavy CGI, yeah. you know, revolutionary I, kind of film. Yeah. Honestly, I think it was the grain. I think our cameras weren't 4K yet, right? So, like, you could hide some of the CGI through the grain. I really right. think that was a big contributing factor. Everything is so crisp nowadays. You can't hide any imperfections. Like, Yeah, for sure. That's true. That's why they just get... Michael Bay Tourette's camera. <laughs> yeah. Oh, everything. dude. Or just spinning, spinning around mm-hmm. your subject, you know, just fucking yeah. making people throw up. But uh, yeah, I know. CGI, <laughs> no, CGI these days sucks, dude. It's, mm-hmm. it's, it's gotten worse. Trash. It's gotten dude worse. Looks awful. Damn, I haven't even seen it yet. Oh, it looks great, actually. <laughs> but um, also, it, I mean, and this is a, another like positive of this era is. This was the perfect mix of technology. We had enough technology to make the CGI look good, but not enough where you could over-rely on it. So, yeah. so much had to be practical. Yeah. And, yeah. like, that really comes across in this. Yeah. Man. James Cameron, man. So, yeah. Back, meanwhile, ripped Linda Hamilton mm-hmm. is uh, in the loony bin. And, basically, she keeps telling her story over and over again, and they're like, you're crazy. And finally, she's just like, fine. You know what? None of it was real. I was just lying. And the guy had told her, if you give me six months of not talking about this crazy robot future story, I'll let you like out, basically. And so she does that, and six months comes along, and he's like, no, nah, never mind. You're still crazy. <laughs> and so she just goes fucking nuts. Crazy. She's like, fuck this shit. <laughs> yeah, she goes crazy. And... uh She's had this plan all along, apparently. But yeah, she just beats the shit out of a bunch of people. She gets uh, she gets a syringe, fills it with... What was it, Dev? It was like drain cleaner or some shit? Uh, yeah, it's some chemical. You don't know what it is, but it's some yeah. like, purple fucking Drano kind of shit that's under the sink in the office. And she sticks it in the doctor's neck, but she doesn't plunge the thing. It's just in there. But now he's like her human shield... And she's, like, guiding this dude around with a needle in his neck, like, I'll do it! I'll punch it, motherfucker! And they're all like, whoa, whoa, hey, whoa, you're so ripped. Stop this, you know? Um, <laughs> Too many pull-ups. She's terrifying. Yeah, she's oh, terrifying. Yeah. If I were a guard that night, I'd just quit my job. Yeah, you don't pay me enough for this. Nah. Yeah, I'm done. And uh, I've got to go visit John Connor at his house, <laughs> you know? His parents just let me in. Uh, so... <laughs> So by the time they get there to bust mom out of the loony bin, she's already like out. She's like, you guys are late. You know, I've already stabbed everybody in here. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) And uh, anyway, so uh, I think for that as well, I'm going to keep that. Just watch the rest of the movie. They get her out and the rest of the movie happens. Um, I would be remiss if I didn't mention the scene where one of like the, the female security guard comes up to Arnold and gives him the people's elbow to the face, which breaks his sunglasses, which is the first time he takes his sunglasses off the whole movie. Yeah. And that's when, like, his humanity starts to shine through. Because, like, you, you know. And then as the, uh, the T-1000 is chasing them down the hall, there's the scene of him, like, crushing the sunglasses. Yeah. Uh, it's it's yeah. so good. There's that part where she goes to assassinate the guy who's going to develop the program. And Miles Dyson. Miles Dyson just like shoots up his whole house. His kid is like in the kitchen. Oh, yeah, like, right. by the way, he still winds up dying. It's very yeah. sad. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's like, oh, well, he had a wife and kids. Is it though? <laughs> yeah, the, the, the not Don Cheadle actor. Uh, that looks just like Don Cheadle, but it was not Don Cheadle. <laughs> but it's funny, man. They like shoot up the whole house, and then she decides not to kill him. You know, like Sarah Connor can't murder this man. 
And so he lives. And God, I can't even remember why, but for some reason, why does he he like splits his fucking like forearm with a with a knife? John Connor tells him. He goes you know, he take the, the family's all there, and he's Family. like, Family. "You know, what are you good? Why are you doing this? What did you want?" And John Connor, like a badass, pulls out his switchblade and goes, Tink! "Here, show sure. him." And oh, yeah. and then like you know, he takes the kids in the bedroom, and fucking Arnold just rips his fucking <laughs> <Yeah>. forearm off. Could <laughs> have just, just screaming like, one finger, you know? <laughs> yeah, I said that too. Just, just the whole fingertip. forearm, just the whole forearm. Got and it, they're just got like. <laughs> like this kid is just watching this man again. Imagine the biggest man you've ever seen in your entire life, just in your living room. He's like, "I will take off my leather jacket and show you something." And then he just fucking starts ripping his arm off. It's like, you know, again, it's just like, were you here for the kid earlier? Like, it's just, it's shit that shit that people accept in this movie is just. But they did. I mean, they were screaming and shit. But still, I don't think. Uh, also, I don't think I'd ever. What happened to that loose skin? He wears a glove the rest of the movie because oh, it's yeah. metal hand. But yeah. like, did yeah. he just like throw up, that baby. in the trash? Doesn't somebody like find that? Nobody asks questions about where this fucking loose skin of a hand came from. <laughs> 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 Some dogs oh, eating man. in an alley and they're fighting over it. Like, <laughs> but yeah, man, this was the one. Uh, this is the one where James Cameron and Lyndall Hamilton started having the affair. Uh, he was married, by the way, at the oh, time. Really? Yeah, 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 yeah. And they started having an affair. They were like fucking. They locked onto each other like T one thousands, man. As soon as they got on set, he's like, "You are so ripped." Uh, <laughs> he does not stay married long, then. No, 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 no. Mm. I mean, every movie that he does, he pretty much you know gets remarried. So. <laughs> Fascinating. Yeah, yeah. But uh, this thing, of course, gangbusters. You know, this thing. It opened in two thousand two hundred and seventy four theaters in the United States and Canada. Terminator 2 earned a, of course, then record $52 million during its 4th of July five-day opening weekend. 4th of July. Uh, its opening day had a record gross for a Wednesday opener with uh, $11.66 million, and $31 million was grossed in the traditional three-day weekend of Friday to Sunday. So the second biggest opening weekend of all time after Batman's forty-two million dollar one in nineteen eighty-nine. So he just he doesn't miss. Wow, he does not miss, man. Um, he, uh, did this uh, go into? Did this appear at the in the Oscars at all? Actually, I don't. Special effects, I'm sure. Yeah, had to have. Let's look that up. Actually, yeah, T two is T two one two. Okay. Oscar. Gotcha. Just don't quote me on that. Lay it on us, Drake. You give us the Oscar mm-hmm. buzz. It's <laughs> either um, two or seven. Yeah. <laughs> what? <laughs> um, or all of them. The 64th Academy Awards. Hey. It was nominated for cinematography and nominated for editing. It won Best Makeup, Best Sound, Best Sound Effects, and Best Visual Effects. Okay, so gotcha. Four. Wow. Gotcha. Wow. Holy shit, man. Which, nominated for cinematography, that's cool. I feel like yeah. action movies don't typically get like those the, the, those nominations. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, is this James Cameron's first uh, I must touch have of been. Oscar gold? Must have been. That must have been when he got into the Illuminati of the Oscars. Before he was like, you know what? I could I could win eleven. <laughs> one movie. I think uh this whole making the most expensive movie and then it making the most money out of any movie ever, I think I'll just keep doing that. Actually. I kinda like that. It's kinda like a good feeling, you know? And marrying somebody on set, you know. All I'm I mean, saying Terminator won one zero Oscars. So ah, damn. Uh, look, man, again, ninety 
six million dollars yeah. more. Yeah, if if we're gonna spend the most money ever, you better win some Oscars. <laughs> yeah. You better be something in there. <laughs> Look, I love Terminator One, and like I said, I just it was just the kid for me. The the, mm-hmm. the scenes with the kid where. There were a lot of really cool ones, and there were a lot of just like, oh my, like sticky saccharine <laughs> bullshit. You I know? still look up to thirteen-year-old John. No, Cameron. I hear you. I hear you. And like I said, I'm just I'm too late. If yeah. I had watched it at that age, the I'd yeah. probably bonding, think the same thing. The bonding between man and machine. The bond. The bonding <laughs> between a giant man and a ten-year-old boy. Like the I scene when it. they're in when they're hiding out <laughs> overnight in like the uh, the old auto shop or whatever, yeah. and he's like, "Hey, can we make you like less of a dick?" And he's like, "Yeah, just cut my head open." And like, there's a reset. Button. Oh yeah, they did. Have you? Do you know how they did that scene? They actually cut Arnold's head open. Right? They actually cut his head Wait, open what? and took his brain out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there's a scene where uh, Sarah Connor is operating on his head, and they're looking in a mirror, and she's looking in the mirror while she does it, and it's really like, it's really, it looks really, mm-hmm. it sells it, you know. Mm-hmm. And what they did was take a fake Arnold, put him in the chair that they were filming behind. And the mirror wasn't a mirror. It was just a cutout to look like a mirror. And the real Arnold oh. and the real Linda Hamilton were on the other side of it. And so that mirror sick. shot is just them on the other side of it. Yeah. Sick. So sick, dude. So That's sick. That's why I got nominated for cinematography. Yep. Yeah. He's a genius, man. He's wow. a genius. Um, but, uh, so you said you had some interesting tidbits about the uh, kids at the playground getting melted scene? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yes. It was said to have been the most accurate depiction of an atom bomb going off in a city. If you haven't seen it, the bomb goes off, she sees it, and then before the wave hits her, they all start burning to death, yeah. which mm-hmm. is, that's apparently what actually happens, which is not not as fun as I would have thought an atom bomb would be. How would, how do they know this? So, this is the thing. They watched footage of atom bombs, mm-hmm. but now also, like, we have YouTube. You mm-hmm. know, like, we've also seen it. I mm-hmm. mean, it's... I don't know. It, apparently, this was this was it, man. This okay. was how they did atom bombs. James Cameron watched a lot of atom bomb footage. <laughs> probably dropped a few of his own, you know. Uh, in preparation. In preparation, you know, on the 150 core extras that he had. Yeah, uh, uh, side side note, uh, another James Cameron film, 1994 classic, <laughs> True Lies, uh, doesn't get the respect it deserves. Um uh, there's a scene, you know, close to the the end of the climax when they're in the Keys and the terrorists are driving across a bridge and yeah. they blow up. They shoot some fucking missiles at this bridge in the Keys, which they actually blew up this bridge because it was like set to be detonated. Wow. So James oh, shit. like, I could build a movie around this. <laughs> Holy shit! So they blew up this bridge. Uh, that was real. It was wow, like, it was all real. Incredible. It's really incredible. Cool. Good Spence lord. Spared. Yeah. Well, and he makes it back. Terminator 2, after all was said and done, 205.8 million in the US and Canada and 520 million worldwide. Wow. So this thing, again, he almost hit a billion dollars basically <laughs> uh, on, in, the, in 1991. Yeah. You know, like this is money that you can't even fathom. Like this is. Yeah. He created Bitcoin. <laughs> he is Elon Musk. What? Um. So you said uh, he actually kept knocking out the boy. Oh yeah, yeah. While they were doing that chase scene, he was he was working with that gun, and they wouldn't let him wear a glove either. He can't wear his glove in the scene because he's going to be gloved up later after mm. he terrifyingly slashes his whole arm apart in front of a family for some reason. <laughs> Firmly. Um, but he twirls his gun around all the time, and he's Arnold apparently was just fucking up his hands. Like 
bad, and it would hurt sometimes. He would drop the gun, and it would just whack the kid in the fucking head. <laughs> you knocked the kid out twice? Knocked the kid out twice. That's he forgot so his name. He forgot, you know. <laughs> he, he wasn't as healthy and young coming out of this as he was going into the movie. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> oh, that's so funny. Uh, what happened to that kid? Oh, uh, Edward Furlong? He's, yeah. Brain he's, damage. Brain damage. <laughs> 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 he's around. He does stuff. Um, he, he very well could have played the uh, depressed John Connor from Terminator 3. Oh, shit. Terminator so 3 didn't. is the first uh, rated R movie that I have recollection of ever going to see in theaters. Oh, wow. My, my, I wanted to see it so bad. I was in third grade, and my mom took me to see it. And, yeah. you know, even when I was in third grade, I watched Terminator 3 in theaters. And I was like, yeah, that was, that was pretty fucking bad. <laughs> it was kind of trash, wasn't it? Like, <laughs> even then I knew, you know, when you're that young, all action movies are just cool. Yeah. I was like, no, that wasn't cool. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, I, so uh, I, I do want to get into a little bit of the rest of the, the, rest of the franchise, but uh, is there any more Terminator 2 facts that you have before yeah. we move on? Yeah, uh, when he when James Cameron did the Ram, Rambo thing with Sylvester, uh, <laughs> so his Sylvester connection came from Arnold because Arnold and Sylvester Stallone. Have you guys ever heard of Planet Hollywood? Yeah, yeah, the, the restaurant? restaurant chain. Yeah. yeah, they were starting Planet Hollywood around the time, and that was like the whole connection. So, hmm. Yeah, for all you fans out there who doesn't don't remember what it was like before the pandemic, there's these things called restaurants. <laughs> one oh of, shit! One of these restaurants was all Hollywood celebrity themed. It was like walking into a Chuck E. Cheese, but Hollywood. Yeah, it's like Hard Rock Cafe, and but like actors. Memorabilia, and it's funny. Like the owners of Planet Hollywood were mostly all celebs, and then they would donate like their own memorabilia to be yeah. flare on the walls, yeah. like there were tchotchkes or something. Yeah, it was. It I, and the food wasn't that great, so you know. <laughs> <laughs> Planet doesn't exist anymore, picture. right? It went, no, it went the way went of. Down. I'm sure there's the, one left in the hotel beach. in Vegas <laughs> still exists, but I don't know if it's still even the same. People. I think there might be one on City Walk yeah. somewhere. The original people that owned it were Arnold, Stallone, Bruce Willis, and Demi Moore. They started the Planet Hollywood, mm. and uh, yeah, the Terminator's motorcycle from this movie was displayed in the Planet Hollywood after this movie. Cool, so, totally rad. You cool. Know? Um, Oh, yeah, but yeah, I, I said it already, but yeah, the Rodney King beating happened across the street from the fucking set while this was being filmed, dude. That's wow. insane. Not vibes. Not yeah, vibes. <laughs> not vibes. Um, the scene where he's chasing... The, such a rad movie. He's chasing them in the helicopter that's like five feet off the ground. Oh, yeah. And he zips through the fucking tunnel, like mm -hmm. through under the bridge Wait, with the helicopter. Do that? They actually did that, and they had one night to film that scene until 5 a.m. They were able to close down a part of the freeway they, until they 5 a.m. to film it. James Cameron's just like, just do it. 4 a.m. He's like, ready? <laughs> ready? He's like, get the helicopter. Get to the chopper. <laughs> That's why they they gave him a jet and get a helicopter. <laughs> get to the chopper. <laughs> they gave him that helicopter to take the movie, and they're like, remember that helicopter? Get it out here. <laughs> <laughs> um, so wait, they, they could only close down the freeway for like one night yeah one night till 5 a.m wow. 5 a.m it's cut off if you wow. don't have your helicopter through there by then get out of here <laughs> traffic is gonna keep you go through by the way have you seen this kid john connor is he around here uh, honey i'm stuck in the i'm stuck in the tunnel there's a helicopter i'm gonna be home i do remember in the helicopter scene uh 
when Sarah Connor is like, you know, trying to fend off the T-1000, you know, she's got like an assault rifle and she puts John Connor under like a couple of uh, a bulletproof vests yeah. and then he proceeds to get hit by like 15 or 16 50 caliber fucking <laughs> helicopter <laughs> minigun rounds and, and the bulletproof vest just stop it. Yeah. He's, totally he's good. He's fine. He's, he's uh, a tough kid. He's healthy, young, tough uh, kid. Um, yeah. uh, is there anything about like uh, the melting of the thing at the end? Yes, the melting of the thing at the end was well, uh, all of it. All the melty stuff uh, was a feat of uh, we say it all the time here on Film History but they had to invent shit to do this. Um, Industrial Light and Magic, ILM, very, very popular, just for the audience out there who doesn't quite know who they are. They're who makes all of your CGI shit, basically, these days. They're like, you know, Transformers. I think they're a million dollars a minute. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Something like that. Something outrageous. Yeah. They are the CGI kings out here. Uh, And this is why. They weren't before Terminator 2, Judgment Day. Before, they were like, it said they had six artists before this working at ILM and during the filming of this movie they hire, they had to hire 36 more people Holy just to shit. work there the company grew during the production of the movie wow. into ILM what we know as really cool. today yeah, yeah ILM was, was that was a George Lucas thing he wasn't started it? it yeah i think Whoa. so so Founder, they were paying George founders Lu- George Lucas yeah no way mm-hmm. okay so shit i George Lucas at the time did all the shit for this. They, and it was. It was $5.5 million for three and a half minutes of the CGI that they did for oh, screen shit. time. Wow. Yeah. I... I <laughs> I like to imagine George Lucas is just sitting around, just like upset that he can't make episode one because the CGI is not good enough yet. And then uh, fucking uh, James Cameron calls him. He's like, "I will pump so much money yeah. into the R and D of this thing yes. if you make my Melty Terminators." Melty Terminators, what like, I need. I, he's like, "Excellent, All excellent." Right. <laughs> I need as much money as you paid for the first movie yeah. to make three and a half minutes of this one. <laughs> wow, that's crazy. If you yeah. think, to think about, it. yeah, wow. man, it's crazy. Oh, one really fun fact about this movie is a lot of people say that I look like Robert Patrick from this movie. I thought that was... I found that in my research. Excellent. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's all yeah. the wiki. I see it too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We have like same penis too, you know. Um, <laughs> Linda Hamilton suffered permanent hearing loss after the elevator shootout scene. Damn. That's good old James Cameron. Um, <laughs> good old... Good old Jimmy Cameron, and uh, yeah, that's about that. That's it for like the fun facts. So yeah, we can open up for discussion now. Cool, uh, Sean. Wait, what have we been doing the whole time? <laughs> <laughs> um, well, so I want I want to talk briefly about uh, I want to talk briefly about the rest of the franchise. Yes. Um, I actually I think Terminator Three is not as bad as you remember it. I think if you go back and watch Terminator 3 now, it's a fine movie. It's definitely not, does not live up, but like it's, it's fine. I don't think it's terrible. I watched it pretty recently and I think you can still have fun with it. And then I actually really, really enjoy Terminator Salvation. Mm. I understand people's, uh, people's main critique of that movie is it's just, it doesn't look like the future that was promised in Terminator 1 and 2. And while I am a big fan of that, that version of the future, um, you know, it's a different director. It's a different vision. Someone had a different artistic take on it. And the logic makes sense. The universe is already, the future has already been changed by the events of Terminator 1, 2, and 3. The future that you saw in Terminator 2 has been averted. Right. So this is a different interpretation and it's someone else's creative vision. And I think if you go into Terminator Salvation, not 
expecting it to look like you thought it was going to look. Right. I think there's a lot to enjoy about Terminator Salvation. I think it's a really cool movie. I think it does its own version of future really interesting. I love the or Kyle Reese origin story. I love yeah. his relationship with John Connor, who's now played by uh, Christian Bale, which wow. I think and I, which I think is really cool. That's cool. Um, that works. I, Terminator Salvation is great. Have you seen it? No. It's, I, it's a lot of fun. This is it for me. One and yeah. two. Oh, really? I haven't seen it because I didn't want to watch any of the new ones mm-hmm. without doing this first. Okay. I'll watch one and two. But it's good. But you never saw three or Salvation? Nope. Wow. Have you seen Salvation? I saw Salvation in theaters, and that's the only time I've seen it. Uh, was it like 2007? Uh, something like that. Maybe 2009. I want to yeah. see, I, I, I see 2009 because there was a game. The game came out. I'm going to say it was either 2009 or 2013. Okay. No, it couldn't have been 2009 because there was a PS3. No, 2009. I'm, I'm going to... 2009 is my, my, my bet. It's definitely 08. Uh, what? It's definitely 08. Terminator Salvation uh, was the series in 2010. Or, I'm sorry. Both the movie and the follow-up series were in 2009. The video game was in 2010. Wow. Got him. Got him. The year before um, I moved to L.A. That's probably uh, why I didn't see it. That ter- the, the Terminator Salvation game is garbage, um, but oh, it's an easy platinum. So you know, I played it. I <laughs> I rented that game from the uh, from Blockbuster, I think, yeah. or like v- Video Village or some the shit. The Terminator like that. game on it's six hours. The Terminator game on PlayStation One was awesome. Really, back in the day, yeah, that one was good. Terminator Salvation is meant to be played with. Uh, it was meant to be played with two people. It was uh-huh. built to be a co-op game, and the mechanics do not work for a single player thing because there's this one enemy. Type where one person is supposed to distract it while the other one runs around to the back <laughs> and shoot out the thing. But you might notice if you're playing by yourself, there is no one to distract oh, it. Dude. So you have to like glitch the game, kind of. You have yeah. to like use geometry in a way it was not intended. You had to, to plug get in the... that other controller. Oh, I didn't <laughs> do think... it yourself. I didn't think about that. <laughs> well, no, you can't because th- that other controller, if they just sit there, they're gonna die. Right. So it's like it needs to be a real human, like ducking in and out of cover and stuff to keep its attention while you run around the back. Sorry, kids. You need friends to beat this game. So I had to just, like, fucking, like, trick it with geometry to make it think I was still somewhere where I wasn't. (laughs) It was a fucking nightmare. That's hilarious. But the game's only six hours, and so I I just spent, like, one long night frustratingly getting through that game so I could get a platinum because back then I cared about trophies and games. So, wait, uh, what what were the, the more recent Terminator films, the Sands Arnold ones. So, the, uh, right. So, okay. So then after this, I believe it was Genesis, which I was out on Genesis because this Genesis did what I always said the Terminator franchise should do and will do, mm-hmm. where like Genesis is basically a remake of the first one because okay. John Connor is, he sends, at the end of Salvation, he sends John Connor back in time to do the Terminator 1 thing. Mm-hmm. But Genesis picks up that idea. But now it doesn't play out exactly how it did in Terminator One. It's like a different now. Like okay. it's like it's kind of a remake of the first one, but it's different. But the thing is, they just didn't execute it very well. Um, Emily Clark's a it's weird a cast for um, uh, for Sarah Connor, I think. Yeah. Um, and I just I was I never saw it. I just wasn't interested in it. Um, well, also as like I didn't I just didn't want to see it play out. I was like I know they're not doing it the way I thought they're going to, so I just don't want to see this. Yeah. There was like two of them, Genesis, and then the other one. They were rated PG thirteen. Oh, which really? Was just what? like get the fuck out of even, here with even this. Even Terminator Two was rated R. Yeah, hard yeah. R. Yeah. As they hard should. R. Be, but yeah. they made them PG-13 so they could try and big in like bring in big.
bigger box mm. numbers office. Sell more tickets. So then Sell more tickets. Terminator yeah, Dark and rated PG thirteen. Now Terminator Dark Fate is Terminator Genesis is the last one in the continuity. Okay. Terminator Dark Fate is a replacement for Terminator Three. Okay. It's like pretend all that didn't happen. We're trying to do a sequel to Terminator Two. I see. And I hear it was also just not really great. Yeah. Um and like I said, there's been a bunch of attempts to do Terminator Three. There was obviously Terminator Three. There was a TV show, the Sarah Connor Chronicles, which was dope. It was good. Uh yeah, it was really good. Um and then there was uh um the the ride at Universal. Yeah. And then Terminator Dark Fate. So I believe I there's been four attempts at Terminator Three. Hey, um you know. let's come back. Let's do this again. Let's do three and four. Let's yeah. just keep it rolling. I'm down. Let's do the whole fucking franchise. Yeah, and that'll give me a reason to watch Genesis and Dark Fate, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We'll Sean, pick this back you up. Down. Downzo. <laughs> we'll record this tomorrow. <laughs> we'll, uh, we'll watch all the movies tonight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that'll, that'll be now. fun. We'll have some movie nights, watch yeah. the rest of the Terminator movies. I'm excited to see Salvation again. It was, yeah. it was, it was good. Wait, I forgot. Did you say you like Salvation or no? Um, I didn't particularly care yeah, for Salvation. Terminatrix? When I saw it, no, that's from Air Three. Yeah, yeah, I didn't particularly care for Salvation, but I think this was just me never getting over the fact of how much I love T Two. Right, like, sure. Like, yeah. I just can't move also, on from that. Like, where does this all end? It's like, well, that they was... could keep coming from the future to try to kill John Connor. Yeah, you yeah. know, it's like at you some just, point you have to kill the future. Just pick next week. You know, <laughs> just bomb yourself. We'll do this every week until <laughs> yeah. we get one of them works. <laughs> or why don't you just go back earlier? Why don't you go back and kill Sarah Connor's mom? Yeah, like yeah. just keep going. I, I, eventually, you're gonna get to the point where they don't have the technology to fight you. Titanic. If you go back to 1920s, like yeah. I don't care what, you're not stopping that Terminator. Titanic, man. <laughs> but Jack. Wasn't a Terminator, he was a rescuer yeah. down under. Yes, <laughs> he rescued her down under. Um, also, um, uh, before we do the this, uh, the next follow up, uh, I would I probably maybe not the whole series because it's a whole ass show, but watch a couple episodes of the Sarah Chronicle Chronicles. Okay. They're really it's really good. I will. Um, for it was an attempt to make a Terminator television show, and I think they did it pretty well. I heard, um, I heard good things, yeah, yeah, for sure. I think James Cameron was involved in that one too, yeah, he was a writer on it. Ah, he married someone. <laughs> he married someone else. Well, Sean, what did you think? Was that good? Did you like the Terminator film history, history of film? Oh, I loved it. I love being a part of it. Um, awesome. Yeah, I mean, I definitely got more invested when T2 came around. A uh, ton of fun. Thanks for having me on set. Hey! Behind the mic. Hey! Um, yeah, no, I, I loved it uh, diving in because, yeah, there's a ton of shit that you went over that I was like, I love this movie, and I had no idea about that. Good. That's what we try to do yeah. here at Film History, the history of film. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyway, Sean, where can they find your socials? Or is there anything you want to plug? Oh, this is my fucking buddies, James and Drake and Dev out here. Yeah. Just uh, sub up, up, keep watching, tell your friends, tell your family. Uh, maybe don't tell your family. <laughs> um, we're, we're, we're we talk of, a lot about dicks. Yeah, it's yeah, a show a for all cocks. ages. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Tell uh, all your healthy ten-year-old boys to watch the show. If they hang dong in a movie that I'm discussing on this show, I'm not going to not mention. It. Just go ahead and know that. <laughs> we'll, know. we'll have a dong counter. Yeah. yeah. Um, you can find me at Drake Cummings on Instagram, at Drake underscore Cummings on Twitter. Uh, you can find me on TikTok at Hollywood Drake. Uh, and you can find my uh, merch line, my clo- my fashion brand, my clothing, my uh, my lifestyle brand, uh, my competitor to Supreme uh, at uh, Raging20sMerch.com. It's a spin on 1920s, but but new this time. And Sailor Dev, do you have anything to add to the Terminator stuff and also your socials? 
Uh, yeah, you can find me at Sailor underscore Dev on Instagram and go give Abracadabra Dev a follow on Twitter. That's where Abracadabra Films is going to be announcing uh, a couple projects and collaborations and future fun endeavors. And to leave everyone else on a note, <laughs> I'll be back. Yeah, <laughs> hell yeah, I'll be back. Yeah, and you can find us at Film History, The History of Film, or FHHF Pod anywhere on the social medias. You can find me either at Jimmy Deloy or James Y. Scott, all over the other stuff. And you can also find me in a ball of lightning in a back alleyway. <laughs> Just dick completely out, all over the place. Just arriving from the future to find that healthy, young <laughs> boy. <laughs> John Connor, and that's been <laughs> Film History, the, the history, history of the film. film. You know what I'm talking about. All right, good jobs. <laughs>